We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Draft Show. I'm your host, Travis Mangone, here with my buddy Grant, and we are arguing for, uh, before the show. We were talking about our, we got the same hats, same beards, except his is a little better. Uh, we can let the people decide, Grant, whose hat is better, yours or mine. How's it going over there, man? Oh, it's going pretty good. I'm back here in Colorado, finally, just enjoying. It was snowing about two days ago, and now it's beautiful 70-degree weather, so... Colorado's real weird, but I'm doing great. It's a really good slate. Lots of bats, lots of good pitching, lots of good ways to go, lots of edge on the draft app, so it's going to be a good show. Yeah, man, should be an awesome show. Excited for it. Uh, really good slate all around. You talked about Colorado. We a massive, massive uh, total over there at like 6.7, 6.8 for that Rockies game. So, uh, yeah, man, it's a really, really awesome slate all around. And we're going to be here to show you guys some of the drafts. If you guys don't know, there's this new, uh, you know, best ball championship, $3.5 million for their NFL best ball product. Listen, I'm not the biggest best ball guy. Uh, Grant, I don't know if you are. Have you entered in on in some of these best ball contests yet? I have not yet. So, um I, I'm going to wait a little bit closer to the NFL season. I mean, I, I'm assuming that there's going to be overlay in this competition, but I'm, I'm probably going to have quite a few entries in there. And yeah, it's it'll just be fun. You, it's always great having NFL sweats, even when you can't do anything about it. Like just having the entire season long, it's it's just great. It's they're great, great stuff. I did terrible last year, but I'm going to redeem myself this year. Listen, and you can redeem yourself with a nice little winner over here. Uh, there's also MLB contest too. There's this $23 contest, uh, you know, 100K for a qualifier uh, to go to San Diego, right? And compete for 100K. So that's really awesome. So uh, yeah, jump in on that contest. Uh, should be a good time. Some drafts. Before we do that, I'll give you the intro and tell you kind of, you know, how to join the drafts if you want to jump on in. Uh, you give me a follow. It's Mangone. It's M-A-N-G-O-N-E. And what I do is I create a draft. We have Grant name the draft, and then we uh, publish the draft. Then you get a notification sent to your phone that says the draft's going on, and then you jump on in. Uh, so we'll give the people some time to do that, Grant. And while we give the people some time, uh, one last thing that we got to promote. Uh, tell them about this little FanDuel contest we have with the badges as well, Grant. you got all the details on it. Let the people know. So we're uh, basically what you do is the 100K Friday MLB Squeeze you enter it and you put your avatar on the site as an RG badge. And if you do that, and if you do well, you got a shot at free premium access for an entire month. So just throw on the badge, enter the contest and have a free shot at premium stuff. So it's that simple. Make sure that your DK and Fandle usernames names are attached to your RG profile too. And that way we can get in contact for you. So free stuff for just winning money. So it's a double. It's a win-win. You do well. That means you won money and you get RG premium. Boom. Awesome, Grant. And we nailed it. We said it before the show. My internet's a little shaky. We're going to have you do the uh, promotion for that. And what do you know? My internet cut out a little bit there. So uh, it worked out perfectly. Uh, probably shouldn't have told the people. But uh, if you do see some issues on my end. They know. They, 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 they heard it, you. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a little shaky. But we'll, we'll make it work. And, uh, you know. We're going to jump on in these drafts, Grant. And uh, one of the best parts of these draft shows, what is it? It's uh, you get to name the draft, Grant. I always like to see what name you come up with. So we're starting an MLB show here. Uh, we'll do the $5 contest. And what are we going to name this bad boy, Grant? That's baseball season. So let's go with the turd dong. All right. The turd dong. Here we go. The turd. Do we t- do turd in all capital letters? I mean, it's my name. So I think you just capitalized the first one. All right. Well, dong's got to be all capitals, so there you go. Oh, yeah. All right, the turd dong. Ten people to enter, $5. 
I am sending it out there. It's going to my followers. Grant, I believe you're a follower too, but I'll make sure to just throw you in on just to make sure you get it with that sweet little red badge you got there. Hit done and create, and we'll see what happens here. And while it's kind of filling, Grant, I know you'll get in really quick. While it's filling, uh, give the slate breakdown. Tell the people uh, what they're doing tonight. You know, give the whole overview of everything. So uh, pretty much at the top, it's Sale and Snell. I prefer Snell, but I want one of them in every single one of my lineups. Both not the easiest matchup in the world, but the strikeout upside is absolutely massive. After that, there's a bit of a drop-off. You got guys like Berrios. You got guys like Cindergaard um, that are going to be possibly in the same tier at Snell and Sale in terms of points at the end of the night, but uh, likely not going to be – like, they don't have the same upside. It's just possible if either one of those guys have a bad outing, you could potentially get the same amount of points using them. Walker Buehler is also there. I'm probably staying away from those three. And then you have some interesting stuff that, honestly, I'm, I'm just not even bothering with. After that, for me, it's 100% Canton. Uh, I'm using him everywhere in the mid-tier – and it's just that simple. Then depending on the site, it's either Pomeranz or it's Lopez at the bottom tier for me. Um, I know a lot of people might be going on McGowan, but he's just trash. Even going up against a bad Miami team, they've been decent lately. Uh, but I'm going with Pablo Lopez there to try and save some money. And like he's, he's not a bad pitcher. He's got decent K stuff, decent ground ball stuff. He's the guy that I could potentially see with a big outing. Outside of those are the guys I'm going with, but there's – also, like, validity to going with Lucchesi, going with Thornton, going with Bieber, going with uh, Ronaldo Lopez. I'm just staying away from them. Those are the guys I'm going with. And then in terms of bats, just pick a spot. I currently – I made a list, which I don't normally do, of stacks. And right now it's 11 deep, obviously, with Baltimore and Colorado being the big ones. But you can go Nats, Padres, Mets, Minnesota, Milwaukee, Philly, Yanks. Atlanta, St. Louis. It's going to be picking and choosing the right stacks to go with. And yeah, that's pretty much it on draft. It's a little bit different though. Yeah. Draft is definitely, definitely different. And uh, I'm up now and I saw Cindergard went first, Snell second. And then the, the, the hitters are now going and man, I, I think there's enough pitchers where I'd rather prioritize my hitting. And if I'm prioritizing my hitting, Oh dude, it's tough, right? Uh, stacking is obviously something that's really important to do, but uh, I don't know if I'll get like Arenado just went right. Like I don't know if I'll get any Colorado guys on the way back, but I love Trevor Story here. The ISO, you son the of a biscuit, you yeah. son of a biscuit. <clears throat> Sorry, Grant. The ISO against lefties, like uh, you know, I did a sharp side video today, uh, writing up uh, who's going. And you cut out there, yeah. No, the left. They really talk all against memes, but what'd you say, Grant? Yeah. Uh, you cut out there for a second, then I'm going Bieber here. Uh, there is a decent amount of pitchers. Or, I mean, a decent amount of, yeah, pitchers. But there's nothing that I w- wanted to do quite yet. Um, you'll see what my strategy is soon enough. But it's an interesting one. I've already done about 40 drafts today. And I have 100% ownership in one guy and 70% ownership in four different guys. So I'm fairly concentrated in who I'm drafting here. And you'll see very quickly what it is. It's a little bit different strategy in a four-man draft. I've done a lot of uh, or I mean, in a ten-man draft, I've done a lot of four-man's already, so uh, it's it's pretty easy to stack cores up. Well, I, I get the theory on uh, you know going with you know go, kind of going with the the like the pitcher first because if you go pitcher first, there's just so many bats that you can probably get 
like not any stack you want right but like if you wait and just kind of organically let it happen you can just kind of fall into the stack that you you think is best there's just so many different bats but on the other hand like you just look at some of these bats you're like man like a guy like trevor story he's so tough to pass on a guy like arenado in a great spot um one, one spot I think is phenomenal today that not a lot of people are maybe taken. And I haven't seen one of these guys drafted yet. I know it's early, but the Cardinals bats, Grant, like I like the Cardinals bats a lot. And they seem like a team in a 10 man that won't even go, you know, get picked. I think that Phillies, uh, you know, Phillies game with Milwaukee, there's, you know, good bats there. If you just look up and down here, there's just good bats everywhere. So um, a lot of ways you can go today. I really like the slate. Um, we'll wait until I guess you pick to tell us your, I don't know if you want to tell us your hundred percent guy or 70% guy when that happens, but uh, I, I, I'm just going to tell you, cause I'm done drafting for the rest of the day. Um, so it's basically Reynolds, Dahl, Desmond and Tapia. Uh, Blackman's probably not going to play today would be my assumption. Um, and he's still projected for 10.3 points. So he's been going in some of the drafts and everyone's been staying away from Tapia. He's an easy last pick guy. So essentially in the first round, I get Arenado or I get Story for my first pick. Um, it's pretty much a guarantee every single time. And then it gets a little bit different there. Uh, hold on, got to make a pick. Yeah, no, I, I like that strategy. That's uh, That sounds pretty good. You're, you're getting some leverage there. And like getting Tappy at the end is just, it's it's so simple, right? Last last round, you always just pick the same guy. And uh, I'm guessing he's the 100% on guy you were talking about? Mark Reynolds is. No one has gone for Mark Reynolds and... Like knowing that there's three different outfielders for me to choose from, and there was only three different infielders, one of which or two of which I wasn't getting both of them in the same lineup, Story and Arenado. I wanted to get a full four man stack. So going with Mark Reynolds second, going up against Means, that is just not great versus righties. Um, and it's obviously in course, plus we get that terrible Baltimore bullpen. I've just been going super hard on Mark Reynolds in draft today, and he's 100% owned every single one of my lineups. So I, I thought about taking Reynolds for you and doing your entire strategy, but I didn't want to do, be that guy. So instead I took your boy, Reese Hoskins. And I think the Phillies are a really interesting stack today. I think there's a lot of home run potential. Talk to me about your boy Reese, because when he hits two home runs, man, uh, I can just kind of uh, throw it in your face over on Twitter. Uh, yeah, you could. Um, Anderson's really like a decent splits guy. So he's a lot worse versus righties than he is a decent reverse splits guy he doesn't throw a slider so he's pretty bad versus righties and reese is just that darn good uh chase anderson walks a decent amount of guys so there's gonna be guys on base he gives up a lot of hard contact to righties decent amount of uh foul fly balls so reese just one of the best hitters in the entire league here in an offense that has righties all the way up and down that should be on base quite a bit it's a perfect spot to get a bomb. It's a perfect spot to get uh, RBIs, runs, everything. So Reese is going to be on base a lot. He's going to be hitting a lot of guys in. He's going to be hitting a lot. He's one of the top plays on the slate that's going to be under-owned because you do have so many good spots. Under-owned is kind of a relative term considering that like everyone's going to be under-owned because there's so many good hitting spots, but he's a guy that's going to be entirely overlooked. Yeah, uh, and looking at the pitching now, I'm about to probably draft a pitcher. And you got guys like Canning available, Lucchesi, Pomerantz, and I think all three of those guys are certainly in play, right? Uh, any pitcher that's in, uh, you know, uh, San Francisco against a not so great offense makes some sense, right? He gets about a K mm-hmm. per inning, so he could obviously find his way to get there and, and be enough. Lucchesi against Toronto is kind of interesting. Canning went, who was the guy I was going to take, so uh, I might I might wait a little bit longer now and maybe take an outfielder. Um, Actually, no, I'm just going to go with Lucchesi. What do you think of him today? Because I've heard him get some buzz. He's a little bit cheaper than you'd expect. And he's against a uh, Toronto team, which, yeah, they can get righty heavy. But, uh, you know, that, was, that Toronto team is not that scary. 
Yeah, no, the I mean, it's not that scary. They obviously provide huge upside every single time any pitcher takes them out. I know that they've been better quite a bit lately, but they've they've had some pretty terrible outings throughout the entire season. I'm not on Lucchesi, but it's just because my love for Canning. Like, I am all over Canning today. It's not bad hitting conditions, but it's not great hitting conditions. He's going up against the Rangers, and he's good to both sides of the plate. Like, he can strike out both sides of the plate very well. Higher K rate versus lefties because he does throw that slider quite a – or that uh, changeup a decent amount versus lefties and a decent amount of curveballs. Um, and he gets hitters off balance and get, throws them off a little bit righties against him because of his slider. So he is just has all the upside in the world. He's a great pitcher. And I know this Texas team has some power, but I'm not terribly worried about it, even with Kenning's 37% hard hit rate. Yeah, and uh, man, th- that, that's definitely some good stuff there. And uh, T. Patty, man, he uh, he actually took one of the picks I really like. Uh, talked about him. I think he's got a really good shot at hitting a home run today, and that's Matt Carpenter, man. He's going against a guy who uh, you know gives up a ton of uh, fly balls, gives up a ton of hard hits, and what does Matt Carpenter do? Uh, he's a fly ball and a hard hit kind of guy. So uh, mm-hmm. I really like the spot for uh, Matt Carpenter here. I uh, didn't have the infield spot to be able to get him, but uh, he's someone that I'm definitely looking to take in maybe one of the next drafts coming up. Uh, I'm going to go with Jock Peterson here. Uh, I don't know. It, you know, he's good, right? He can hit a home run. I'm just kind of home run chasing right now. It feels like doing these drafts, Grant, the outfield isn't as deep as the infield today. Do you tend to agree with that? Not it's it completely depends on the day and who's where. Um, honestly, I think the outfield has just as much depth. I mean, I can go through pretty much almost every single game and find a few of them. Soto, uh, decent over in the Nationals game, probably staying away from that game. That game, um, let's see, Twins, you got Kepler, you got Rosario, you got Cruz isn't in the lineup there, but if he was, that would be pretty good. Over in Philly, you got McCutcheon, you got Harper, over in uh, Milwaukee, you got Yelich, you got Braun. Um, in Coors, you obviously have Mancini, you have Tapia, you have Desmond, you have Dahl, all of them great spots. And then the Cardinals, you got Ozuna, you got uh, Fowler's leading off. Wow. Okay, that's going to make things a little bit interesting in terms of lineups construction. Yeah, he's probably going to be a pretty big value play that a lot of people go to, especially with that hot weather, right? Um, I don't know if you guys, you know, check this out. Roth has always promoted it on uh, Twitter a ton. But the Weather Edge tool, right? Uh, it's an awesome product. You guys should definitely check it out. Helps you build a really good DFS lineups, in my opinion, like good stacks. And uh, the Cardinals, man, like the boost for home runs, I think is like 24% right now for home runs. And tons of runs are expected to be there, right? It's 87 degrees, wind blowing out. Uh, hot so i'm expecting a lot of runs in that cardinals game i really like the cardinal side uh, of the ball there um what do you think about that Grant? uh yeah yeah no the cardinal side of the ball is great it's going to be it's fantastic hitting weather and fulty is just not a fantastic pitcher he did great last year but since coming back from injury this year he has been just mediocre at best like literally at his best he was mediocre during this year only striking out guys at 14 percent clip terrible to righties terrible to lefties and this St. Louis Cardinals team has a whole bunch of power all the way up and down the lineup here. Um, so bombs are going to be had going against Fulty, who has a 47.9% hard hit rate this year. 
Yeah, it's worth noting. I know, like, you know, the Braves, right? They're not in the greatest spot going up against Mikolas, but, dude, the Braves have been crushing the ball in San Francisco. Uh, I, You know, I got the home run alerts that come to my phone, and I kept getting all these alerts about the Braves, like, late at night, hitting all these home runs, and I was just like, geez, they're doing this in San Francisco, which is uh, crazy to think. Obviously, not good pitchers uh, on the San Francisco staff, but uh, what do you think about the Braves as maybe a contrarian option? The problem is Mikolas is, you know, on a slate where there's a lot of gas cans and really good offenses, Mikolas is not a guy I typically like to target. Yeah, Mikolas is an interesting guy. He just throws a whole bunch of strikes, gives up a decent amount of hard contact, but gets tons of ground balls, doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. Honestly, if the ball's going to be put in play, it, it's going to be interesting here. I think Freeman is one of the best plays on the slate. Mikolas is not great versus lefties, not nearly as good as he is versus righties. He has a nice slider, which helps. Um, but like these Braves are very good all the way up and down. Lots of power. Riley's coming into his own, and... I, I, I really like them as an off-the-board stack. The problem is I want lefties more than righties going against Nicolas, and they, we only really got Freeman and Marcakis. But, I mean, they're probably good enough when we throw in Acuna, we throw in Donaldson, and we throw in – like, if you really want to, you can throw in Albies down there at the bottom. Even though he's always a little bit owned, he still has some power. Yeah, maybe like a Cardinals five-man stack with like the three Braves isn't a bad idea. Just as like, a, again, like a really small stack, right? You don't have to do too much to get overweight on them. Uh, again, like when we see a Braves team going against a pitcher that doesn't get swings and misses and just, you know, allows a ton of contact, that's where the Braves really thrive. So uh, it was something that I just thought that was uh, off the board today, which I normally am all about the chalk. So I uh, thought that was an interesting one there. And again, I think it's such a big slate. I think there's so many different ways to go. Like, I don't know how much exposure people are going to have that Phillies-Milwaukee game, but that's another one that I really like uh, a ton. What do you think of that game overall as a whole? Uh, yeah, no, it's, I mean, it has a 9.5 implied team or 9.5 total. So I don't think it's going to get that overlooked. The problem is there's, what, six games with over a nine implied total. There's eight teams with over a five implied total. So there's a lot of teams that are going to be overlooked. I'm planning on doing a lot of stacking tonight and really mixing it up. Like I said, I already have 11 different stacks that I'm going for. The ones that are slightly off the board or decently off the board. One is Atlanta. I really, really like. I don't think Baltimore is going to be nearly as owned as they should. Um, But they are a great stack. I know Chris Davis is going to be owned, even though he's been terrible this year. He's super cheap on a lot of sites. Minnesota is a team that, I don't know if they'll get overlooked or not, but I'm going heavy on them, especially on the lefties. And the Mets are probably going to be moderately chalked because they're price tagged and because of the matchup going up against Soto, but I don't care. I'm still going to use them quite a bit. Yeah, that makes some sense. And uh, Grant, we're going to break down some teams now. We're going to break down all the teams that don't have a red badge. How's that sound? I'll start with uh, Luistro's team, and he has canning here in Grant, I think he, this is either your burner account or he stole your strategy. I don't know which one. Maybe you're on a second phone. You got two over there and you're working both of them. But um, Canning, he's uh, you know the pitcher he took, which is one guy that you liked, and I think it's a solid option here against Texas. But then he goes with Arenado, Desmond, and goes with Tapia, who I'm sure was his last pick. And then he throws in Machado as like a third guy in there who makes sense against the lefty. So, uh, Grant, is this your burner account or uh, is this guy just stole your strategy? I mean, I mentioned my strategy at the beginning of the show. He went Arenado, and I didn't plan on doing Colorado. And I'm not drafting anymore today, so I figured I'd just give it away. But he's doing the right thing. You get Arenado. If you can, you get Reynolds, or you get Desmond, or you get Dahl, or you get Tapia for your next few picks here. And how, whichever spot you can't round it out while still getting a good pitcher, then you just do a one-off, which he did with Machado. Obviously, can do well versus anyone. Great hitter and not in a bad ballpark. So he, he did the perfect strategy here, especially with getting the third pick. 
All right, Grant, break down the next team for me. It's NY Jets, 12.50. He's got the uh, blue blue star with the gray. Uh, Break that team down for me. What do you think of it? Don't like it at all. I get Betts and Bogarts are good, but Miley's not a horrible pitcher. Um, He's just pretty much average this year, which is not something we're used to seeing. Uh, And they're playing over in Houston, not a great hitting ballpark. Muncie, I'm fine with that, going against whoever it is starting now. Trout, obviously a great pick to lead it off. And Bueller is a guy that you want to get later on in drafts. He has a low projection here for some reason. Well, for an obvious reason, he hasn't been as great this year. But the dude has a ton of upside, as much upside as anyone else on the slate. And he's often getting drafted later on in the draft. So he did a good job with Muncie, with Trout, with Bueller. But I don't like the Bogarts or Betts pick. Yeah, uh, not my favorite team, but, uh, you know, it's certainly got really good hitters, right? If you got Trout, Betts, Muncy, Bo, I mean, they all they all have homer potential. So uh, let's move on to the next team, and that's P. Uh, P. Luce, uh, 1776's team, and uh, he goes with Barrios against the White Sox, which, yeah, it makes sense, right? Uh, the White Sox, they can get a ton of swing and misses. Uh, Barrios, he, he's been good to start the year, but he's kind of slowed down a little bit, so that's my one worry with him. But White Sox could easily be the get-right spot. Another guy I really like, Matt Chapman, and especially the A's against lefties today, right? I think they're a phenomenal play. A uh, guy against LeBlanc who doesn't get a ton of walks, gets hit hard a ton, and gives up a ton of fly balls. I think Chapman, he's a guy that I uh, put in my video today as one that I think hits a home run. So like him a ton. Uh, Vogelbach and, and Bellinger, both great power guys that make sense too. So uh, I think this is a good home run hunting team. Uh, Grant, how about you break down the last team for me, T-Paddy's team? Uh, he went power running, and it was the right thing to do. Barrios, home road splits are actually a thing for some reason with him. Don't know why. Doesn't matter. Uh, but that was a good pick. Obviously, a guy you can get later on the draft. Uh, Chapman, power. Potential power, potential bomb. It's not a great ballpark, but I like it with the matchup. Vogelbach hits bombs at one of the highest rates in the entire league. Lefty versus righty versus a guy that doesn't strike out a whole lot. That's great. Bellinger, don't need to say anything about him. He's Bellinger. And Piscotti, just kind of way to round out a little mini stack over there in the Oakland game. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, and he has Robbie Ray, who I think is a phenomenal pitcher today, someone that I definitely like on this slate. So uh, overall, pretty solid team. Grant, let's head on over. Let's do another draft here and uh, fire this thing up. What do you want to call it, Grant? Oh, gosh, I really should have been. Um, Vogelbaum. All right, Vogelbaum it is, and we'll see who drafts Vogelbach in this one. Um, Grip, uh, while, while people are filing in, uh, talk about the promotion again. Talk about the Fandle promotion that we're running. Uh, maybe some people filed in late. Let them know about the RG badge. Give the whole uh, spiel to the people. So yeah, put an RG badge on your Fanduel account. Enter the MLB squeeze. You do great. You potentially get a free premium owner up oh, gotta get in a free premium uh monthly subscription for yeah free uh that's all you have to do make sure that your fd and dk names are both attached to your profile on rg and yeah you also got a chance at a shirt or hat from rg which are wonderful someone's wearing one right now who's on this video that's you and yeah, yeah. i mean it's just all you literally have to do is put the badge on your name if you enter that contest and you do well enough then you get free stuff. It's that simple. They say just getting no, nothing's ever free. This is literally 30 seconds of work. That's it. That's all you have to do is just put the badge there and you have the potential to get free stuff at any given time by doing well in these tournaments. Yeah. I don't know, uh, Devin, I don't know if there's a way like to find where the access, the badge and whatnot, but uh, if you could somehow like give that to the people, I'm sure that'll help too. maybe post it in chat. 
uh, that'll help them out as well. But uh, we got the draft firing up, Grant. We got Devin in here. He's jumped in for the draft, so we can take his money and then, uh, you know, buy like a burger with it, right? Uh, rub it in his face that we're using his money on a burger. How does that sound to you? I don't think he's horribly against meat. I just think that he in no way partakes in it. Yeah, that's probably the take on it. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I like my theory better. I, let's just do that. I let's have do- no problems with vegans. The problem is most vegans I meet, they'll immediately start talking about how they're vegan. If I meet a vegan and I know them for over a day and they haven't mentioned it, then they are wonderful people. It's it, it it's nothing wrong with being vegan. Just mm-hmm. if you tell me I should be vegan, I'm going to immediately spit up my food in your face, which is probably made of meat. There you go. That's uh, that's definitely sounds like a good idea to me. Um, so yeah, we're we're firing up these drafts. Grant, how about this uh, while we do these drafts now? Can you rank the stacks for me today? Rank them, I guess, uh, from an overall perspective. Like, give me your top five, uh, you know, if you're talking just optimal stacks. And then after that, top five, you can give me your stacks or the tournament stacks, uh, any kind of version you want. All right, smaller field tournaments, it's Colorado, it's Baltimore, it's Minnesota, um, and probably the Yankees. In bigger field tournaments, I think that the Mets are one of the right ways to go. The Nats, righties mostly. Um, are probably a smarter way to go the Padres and then Atlanta those are the big field tournaments those are the ones that should be low enough owned um, that you can get them at probably six percent ownership which I know on big full slates where there's a whole lot of batting and a whole lot of big bats and a whole lot of great hitting spots ownership isn't really that much of concern outside of Coors today Um, but it's still it's a huge upgrade going getting a team at three percent compared to six percent like people don't entirely like get that ownership even if it's something you don't have to completely worry about like getting a 30 percent team multiple percentages and difference are amplified at lower amounts yeah and uh listen i just cut out for a second grant and i came back at the perfect time so there you go i swear i'm pitching a perfect game right now with the perfect timing of tossing things over to you but uh i'm up for my pick grant and i took trevor story with my first pick really liked where i landed there i'm looking to see what pitchers are available and still got shane bieber on the board he's a pretty nice Mm -hmm. option you know canning there uh and bieber just went um so i got barrios and canning let let me see what kind of colorado uh hitters i have left because maybe i'll do the uh the stack that you were looking at last time did you get story with your first pick yeah you want to do uh i'm gonna go reynolds yeah reynolds is gone go desmond no reynolds is there no i oh i already have both my infielders locked up yeah go reynolds yeah, I'm going to go Reynolds. Maybe I'll snag Desmond and, you know, Tappy and then my pitcher or something. Uh, we'll have to see. But uh, I'm going I'm to try your strategy here and see how it goes. And uh, listen, if I win some money with this tonight, I know you cleaned up on draft, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, draft, like, it's super interesting. On fo- During football and during basketball, it's a way for me to kind of get more money out there without really increasing my variance too much. So I may have five figures out on draft in a given weekend in football. I've never had a week where I lost more than 20%. Like, that's just how, how it works. I'm not worried about, like, on FanDuel or DraftKings or Fantasy Draft where I could potentially have an 80% negative ROI. Over on Draft, I know it's going to be well within the range because of different spots that you pick, and I'll enter two-mans, three-mans, five-mans, six-mans, ten-mans. So there's diff- you get different exposure to every different player based on how many, uh, like, different types of drafts and how many drafts you do because you're going to be picking at different spots. So baseball is different. I end up stacking a lot. It's all or nothing. I could have a 0% uh, or a negative 100% ROI, or I can have a 400% ROI. 
Yeah, I prefer to play uh, NFL uh, for draft more. I, I really like kind of what you talked about there. And I love how you can play throughout the week, right? The one thing that's great about NFL with draft grant is like, you know, Tuesday and Monday, right? You can build FanDuel teams and, and DraftKings teams and that's fine. That That's all good. But uh, drafts, you can just like fire them in and you can get an edge up on people. So I really like that. I think it's a pretty awesome format over there. Uh, yeah. Let's see. I'm about to be up grant and I'm gonna make my pick. Let's see if I still have your boy up there. Is he available in the outfield? Let's see. Ian Desmond. Did someone or did someone already lock in on? Go with Dahl. Okay, we'll go with Dahl. There you go. Dahl's in there. We'll lock him in for now. <clears throat> there we go. Excellent. Now the other guy might be doing the same strategy as me, so who knows? I'm- He's not. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have another infielder. Um, I'll tell you who to pick on your next pick, just because I feel like helping you for no apparent reason. All right, I'll uh, listen. I'll I'll take the note. Uh, I'll jump in with you. I will say the last draft show I was on, dude. I thought I made the worst teams ever. I was like, oh, this is bad. Uh, you know, made my picks at like the last second. I was always making them while talking. And uh, no, Grant, I actually won money. I I, I got first in one of them, then the other one I uh, I didn't place. But uh, hey, that was still good enough to uh, make some money on the draft show days. So that was pretty good. Yeah, I am. I think I've done three of these shows already, and I've had an eighty percent win rate on them which is by no means um, able to keep that up. But, yeah, I, I love these draft shows. I, I missed them quite a bit for the last year when they have them. I'm happy they're back. Yep, definitely like having draft back, too. And uh, enjoy doing the shows with you. They're always a, uh, always a fun time. And uh, who would you say? Uh, you're, oh, you're coming up next. I thought that was me, but that's you. I'm uh, crazy here. You got the national stack going here uh, against the uh, against the Marlins and Washington. Man, that's a sneaky uh, hitters park. Uh, I don't know if maybe maybe the secret's already out now, but uh, dude, I really like this Nationals offense, and they're starting to click. And I think it's a really good spot for them. Uh, there's someone you're looking to get some exposure to tonight. Yeah, I mean, looking at the weather edge tool, uh, there's not really an increase in home runs, but there's an increase in total runs. Uh, based on 92 games matching this current condition. And, I mean, just looking who they're going against, Lopez, people don't really realize that he's a bit reverse splitsy. So going with guys like Turner, Rendon, Suzuki, Dozier, Robles, like all those guys are very good hitters, and they're going up against a, like, what should be a bit of a reverse splits pitcher, or at least splits neutral. So you don't have to go just the automatic route. People are going to be stacking with Soto with Adams, who's too cheap, and with Eaton. So I'm going to be going with a lot of the other guys. I mean, they may not get a full allotment of at-bats, but Miami's bullpen is not fantastic. And although Lopez is a pitcher that I'm using a decent amount, it's not just – it's not a completely linear thing where, all right, Lopez is going to do bad or the uh, Nationals are going to do good. It's one of these things where Lopez could potentially have a whole bunch of strikeouts, give up one or two bombs – or the Miami bullpen can blow it. And it's a little bit of a hedge thing because he's the only real cheap pitcher that I'm looking at today. Yeah, and speaking of bullpens, I don't know if you've checked this out, Grant, but we have a nice little tool that has the bullpens. It talks about which bullpens on the slate are, you know, the bad ones, the good ones. And, like, Seattle's one of them. That bullpen's an absolute uh, disaster. And, like, Oakland's a great stack that I kind of mentioned earlier that I think will be really good. And and, and I think their prices over on DK are kind of cheap as well. So that's a stack over on a site like DK I like. And I feel like I haven't seen too many people stacking the A's today on the, on the drafts we've done so far, but maybe I'm wrong there. But I think that's a really good one. Um I mean, the problem with stacking the A's on draft, there's Chapman and there's Olsen, 
and Piscotti. And that's really it. If you don't get all three of them, you're not going to have the greatest stack in the world. I mean, Simeon's fine. Pinder is fine. Canna's fine. Profar is fine, but they're not great. They're not like other stacks. For instance, the Mariners where you got Vogelbach, where you got Hanniger, you got Encarnacion, all are very, very good hitters. And they have, they, they don't have a deep, big implied total. You got teams like the Cardinals where you got Goldschmidt, Ozuna, DeJong, and Carpenter, all great hitters. You have things that are more spread out all the way throughout the Oakland lineup. They're all decent. Um, so it's a little bit tougher to do. Obviously, the ballpark's not great for home runs. So it's not the greatest stack in the world on draft, not like a team like the Twins, for instance, where you got the guys that are most likely to hit a bomb are in the top five of the order. Yeah, and I'm up, Grant. Who do you got as a pitcher? I got 10 seconds here. I think Thorne's a really interesting option. He's been pretty good lately. Yeah, that's what I was going to do against the Padres bat. I think he's a really sneaky option tonight. Uh, talk to me about Thornton a little bit. I don't want to use him at all, but he was the best of the bunch. Honestly, I think he's going to get enough ownership. I get he's going against the Padres. The Padres aren't nearly as good going up against righties as they are versus lefties, but I'm not a big believer in Thornton's abilities. Yes, he's struck out a decent amount of guys this year, but a lot of that was in his first start, and he's kind of come back down to earth. He gets a little bit wild, and there's a whole lot of power that is in this Padres lineup. I mean, Framil Reyes alone has just a ridiculous amount of power. Machado hasn't really played to his contract so far this season, but he's a guy that can hit the ball out of the park. Hosmer's got a decent amount of power. Renfro's got a ton of power. And Myers, if he gets back to how he used to play, has some power here. So I'm worried about it. They're obviously going away from their old ballpark or from uh, the Padres ballpark going up to Toronto. And you look at the hard hit rates this year for these guys against righties, 52, 44, 43, 49, 37, 43, 44. Like even France down there at the bottom. And Thornton gives up a decent amount of power to righties. And he's a 47% fly ball guy against righties. So I, I have interest in stacking the Padres way over. I have interest in Thornton. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, pretty interesting there. Now, I, I don't know, dude, I was looking at some numbers on Thor, and I, I can't remember off the top of my head. And you guys made me close all my tabs, so I lost it all. Yeah, there. we'll have better internet next time. And you just made my point. You just made my point by freezing up. Thank you. I know. And listen, I was pitching a perfect game. I had thrown it always to you perfectly. I was doing great. Uh, and, uh, of course, at the time that I, uh, you know, Basically complained about what Devin made me do, taking all the tabs down. Uh, you know, there we go. Uh, Perfect game is kind of a relative term. Yours was more of a no-hitter with, like, seven errors on your team and you gave up three runs. Totally totally fair enough. I guess I guess you're right if that's, uh, if that's the way. Has Dean ever pitched a perfect game? Uh, do we think Dean's ever pitched an RG perfect game? What do you think? I don't think Dean's ever made it out of the third inning. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they, they always have to have a, a better lefty come in for Dean. Uh, but uh, we're only kidding with you, Dean. I don't think he's watching, but uh, if he is... Uh, Who cares know. if he is? Yeah, whatever. Whatever, Me dude. and our buddies, we shared pudding together. <laughs> that is true. By, by the way, real quick, before we do one more draft, and we're going to do a hitters-only draft, Grant. Um, dude, did, did you see they have Nilla Wafer banana pudding cereal? Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, you got you to gotta buy this thing. I saw it on Twitter today. It, this is totally up your alley. Yeah, no, that actually sounds delicious. I might have to... Do you know where you they sold it at? I don't know. It's just like one of those things, like someone I follow that's like in my area has it. Like, I, I, you know, obviously you don't live near me, but uh, I'm sure you could go- like Google this and find it. So uh, put that on your list of things to do. And if you do eat it, Grant, let me know how it is. Cause I might, I might look to invest in uh, getting some myself. Yeah. Well, I know my cereal. 
All right, let's jump on in. We're going to do a hitters only, and I'll label it hitters only for the people so they know what they're getting themselves into. We'll do one more draft, and uh, we I got about 14 minutes, so if uh, it goes a little, runs a little long. Well, it's a hitters fine. only. Let's just do a six man. Oh, good call. Good. See, look, this is why we have you here, Grant. Yeah, I'm an accountant. I, I know how to manage time. All right, well, there's only six people, so jump on in quick, Grant. You ready to rock? Why well, are you naming it? Uh, hitters only, man. It's jumping oh, I was going to say name it Dean's Pudding. Uh, nah, hitters only. Yeah, let the people know what they're getting themselves into. Next time, next show, we'll, we'll name it Dean's Pudding. But uh, three, two, one, and go. Hitters only six man draft. Uh, should be Boom. a pretty and good time. First one in, as always. Darn, gosh darn it, I've got fast figures. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Uh, if you guys want, like, uh, let's uh, let's let's put Devin to work. Devin, we're gonna do some QQs because you made me close all my tabs, so I can't say any fancy stats and stuff like that that I had up. Uh, Let's fire in some QQs from the YouTube chat. If you're over on YouTube, guys, or if you're in the Roadrunner chat, how about you pop into YouTube, say hi to the YouTube guys, and then go hit the like, like and subscribe over there for us, guys. We would really appreciate that. So, uh, hey, Devin, uh, fire in some QQs from the YouTube chat if you can, and we'll help the people out. How's that sound, Graham? That sounds great to me. And why are people not getting into this draft? I don't know. Good thing we made it six, man. Uh, we need two more people, guys. If you're over there on YouTube and you haven't jumped in, Join draft. Uh, I don't know if there's a promo code for it. If there is, maybe Devin can fire it in. But uh, it's use the RG link. I think the promo code is Grinders. Yeah, it's probably Grinders or Grinders Thirty. One of those. Uh, it so, is yeah. in fact Grinders. Devin just dropped it into chat. Boom. There you go. Promo code is Grinders. Jump on in. Join the drafts. Uh, it's a fun time. Uh, I don't know what the bonus is for that, but it should be uh, should be really good. And uh, Devin over there, man. Like we're looking for an extra person. You could have jumped in on the show, but uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll enjoy this one. We got Mister Meme Mode who loves doing these. We got a uh, man. We got Trav one one zero five. I guess it's the battle of who's the better Travis in this show. Uh, Spotty Odie and then um, Ace G two four and you Grant rolling up the rear with the last. This is all red badges. I haven't seen this in a while. Yeah, man. This is this will be a little bit of a, a battle here. So uh, yeah, uh, let's see. I don't know. It doesn't look like, I don't know if Devin's going to get us the QQs, but if you guys have QQs in the Rotor Grinder chat, uh, hook us up with that. That'll be it can awesome. be related to anything. Ask us any questions. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to answer them. Thoughts life on Marlon? Advice, love advice? Are you, are you an expert in the love advice or is that Chopper's job? I think I think that's Chop's job. But I can give you love advice. It just might not be good. That's fair. Uh, QQ, thoughts on a Marlin stack today? I've heard some whispers of the Marlins today, Grant. What do you think about going to them? I mean, McGowan's terrible. People are going to use him. I don't I don't know if I'd go full Mar- Actually, yeah. I mean, depending on your site, full Marlin stack is in play. Granderson, McGowan, the way he pitches, it's kind of more beneficial to lefties than it is to righties. Um, but I'm still fine with going. Granderson is the top option, but Cooper, Anderson, uh, Neil Walker, and either Alfaro or Castro, just because of his price. It allows you to get both sale and Snell. So I like the stack just as a money-saving idea. People say it doesn't have a whole lot of upside, um, but a lot of these guys in this lineup actually hit the ball hard. They just don't have great numbers because they play over in Miami, but this is a decent spot here, so I, I don't hate the Marlins stack. Yeah, that, that definitely makes some sense. And Grant, I got Trevor Story in every draft, so I'm invested on draft in Trevor Story, man. And that seems like a good time to me. Uh, he, he seems like, I know he's expensive, but he seems like a guy that's going to crush tonight. Yeah, he may very well do that. Um, I'm hoping for that double homer night. I can just clean the board up on draft and call it a day. Um, 
you think Polanco, I know he's been great this year, but Polanco at 1.5, if I told you that a month ago, you'd probably say you were crazy to me on this type of slate. What do you think? I don't know. Like, this Miami team is so gosh darn good. Like, they they just – I said Miami, I meant Minnesota, and words confuse me. Um, but Minnesota is just so gosh darn good this year that I have no problem with it. I mean, any lefty going up against what's-his-name – is very much in play. Lopez, he has a great slider, which can strike out pretty much any righty. But when you get a more lefty-dominated lineup, he can get just destroyed. A a few guys in this lineup can walk at a decent clip. Lopez can get very wild to lefties and give up a whole bunch of fly balls to both sides of the plate. So Kepler, Polanco, Rosario, all very good options here. And even Castro down the bottom gives you a decent catcher. I love Polanco, and I love all these lefties going up against Lopez. And then you have the terrible Chicago bullpen. I got to get my pick in there. Should I go with Yelich? Are we worried about the injury at all or no? I mean, you can just go balls to the wall. It's a good spot. I mean, he was out there chugging a beer last night. Did you see? Yeah, I did see him chugging a beer last night. It was not horribly impressive, but it was more impressive than Rodgers. Yeah, my boy, dude. Oh, man, Aaron, uh, he, he embarrassed himself. But that's okay, man. Uh, listen, uh, I, I'm not the greatest beer chugger either. As we've seen, oh, we shotgun. very much know that. Yeah, we uh, we definitely know that that's not my uh, forte. But, dude, Grant, I could probably beat you in some other things, man. I'm an expert in, like, maple syrup, Hershey syrup. I've done all that stuff, man. So I'm Are you talking about chugging? Yeah, chugging, man. I've, I've done yeah, it in competitions. I understand. Again. I'm very good at that, too. Yeah, you probably would be, but uh, I, I, listen, I'm not one to want to challenge you. I, I, chugging contest, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in my lane and uh, stay out of that. That's uh, that's there's there's I'm two about. things that like can potentially cause problems with people that are good at chugging water, but not other things. There's carbonation, which can be a problem with beer, and then there is viscosity. I guess is the right word, which is a problem with maple syrup, which is a problem with thicker <laughs> liquids. And I have a, no problem with either of those. And I'm sure that there's going to be some terrible comments in chat now yep and we got some other qqs in chat someone asked if i watched paradise hotel uh no i haven't seen it yet but i i might i might check it out to see how much of a disaster it is uh, i like a good i like a good car accident so uh, maybe i'll check that out uh any cash game locks on yahoo grant uh have you checked out yahoo uh you know if we don't have the locks there is a show coming up with Britt divine and bobby Fi at 3 50 p.m eastern i'm sure they can help you out with the cash locks but grant how about you i mean the locks are Snell, and then either Griffin or Sale. Those are the locks for pitching. Um, outside of pitching, there isn't really a complete lock. I'd say that Ramos is one of the better catcher plays. Morales is the stone cold lock for first base, but like you can deviate off. And then uh, Frazier is my third baseman if you can't afford Arenado, which if you're paying up for pitching is unlikely. So it's really. Morales is the lock and then either Snell or Sale or both or you can go Griffin yep uh, and um, I'm getting that Rocky stack in there Grant I hope it ends up working out my way uh, I really like the hitters only drafts here that we're doing man there's a lot of good hitters left right we got Fowler Ozuna like we're around four and a six man it's absolutely loaded you know you got like Voight you got Chapman DeJong a lot of good hitters still left so these six uh, these uh six six man hitters drafts are pretty fun over here yeah, I've got myself a full Baltimore stack. Don't know if that was a great idea, but it's done. Hey, listen, you and I both got the cores then. That's kind of how we're uh, looking to go, it seems like. Let's see what else is left. And there's a Yo, lot of good. Let's stacks. give out some cheap dongs today. 
hey, listen, uh, I'm down for that. G- give out the let's give out some cheap dongs then. Uh, if you go over and one way to do this, Grant, uh, I don't know if you guys check this out, and uh, you can go over and go to the starting lineups page, and you can take the scroll bar at the top and scroll down, and you look at all the cheap guys. Yeah, yeah, you can. You absolutely can look at all the cheap guys there. Give uh, me some of the cheap dongs for today, Grant. Uh, I'm going under 4K. I'm going Anderson for Miami. Uh, I'm going Davis for Baltimore. Yeah, he's going to get a hit. I believe in him. We're playing him all year, and it's worked out terribly a lot of times. I'm going Jay Bruce. Those are the three guys that are all going to hit some dongs. Oh, I'm up. Oh, shoot. Are you going, Grant? You got to get a Baltimore guy, right? Or you can't. No, you, you can't do a full five-man sack. Well, there you go. You got Trey Turner there. Guys, keep firing in the QQs. We'll talk about that. Uh, Grant, there was a question about, I don't know if it was a question, but they said, hey, you guys didn't mention, uh, basically said you guys didn't mention Aaron, uh, basically said you didn't mention Aaron Hicks BVP. I don't know if you've looked at the BVP. I'm not really a BVP guy. Uh, what do you think about the Aaron Hicks BVP? I mean, I believe in BVP, but I mostly ignore it uh, because it tends to drive ownership. So more often than not, you're going to end up with a guy with great BVP that is going to be an extra 3% owned because of it. Cause so many people look at it. So it tends to even out in terms of like how useful it is. And more often than not, it's actually going to hurt you. I'm definitely a believer in BVP, but I don't look at it. So I'm not, I'm playing Hicks regardless because he's in a good spot. His price tag is good enough to hang on the site. Um, so I think I have a lot of him over on Yahoo. Yeah. Well th- that stack in general, right? The Yankee stack is definitely a good one to look to. So uh, I'm going to pull it up though and see what the BVP is for myself. Cause again, it's not really something that I look at or care to look at. So, uh, but we'll, we'll fire up the BVP here in a second, making my way over BVP. Let's see what it's all about today. Um, what pricey guys are you fading today? Um, Trout, a decent amount. Harper, um, I prefer righties more than lefties going up against Anderson. Um, he doesn't throw a slider, so he's a bit reverse splitsy. Uh, Story, Arenado, I'm playing them a decent amount, but not a ton. Uh, so those are yeah, those are the high-priced guys that I'm likely fading more than the field, but I'll still have a decent amount of them. So, Grant, the BVP is uh, interesting. Um, so he's five for five, right? And you'd be like, oh, that's great. But, dude, they're all singles, man. Like, uh, you know, chicks don't like Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks isn't a good option, right? Uh, chick- chicks are not rostering him today. They want the long ball, man. Uh, five for five with five singles, that doesn't seem right. Yeah, I mean, it's still a 1,000 batting average, but uh, that means that his BABIP was – a thousand percent that's due for some huge regression no matter what it's not like home runs it's not like doubles where you're getting decent contact on the ball all you're doing is just getting contact that happens to go in the right direction yeah i'm uh, i'm kind of with you on that uh looking at the stacks here who do we got we got one team they didn't stack in this mr me mode he did not stack either i stacked up uh, i at least did a three man um then we got another one. It was a uh, – they're, they're all red players. So they got uh, a Philly, a Washington National, and uh, – so two Phillies, two Cardinals, and then one National. So there you go. Not, not a ton of people stacked in the here's only, Grant. I think you were the only one, actually. Uh, there is a two-man twin stack or three-man twin stack. So um, not a lot of stacking going on in these uh, on these drafts. Someone asked me why I would get a lot of uh, Reynolds when he's going possibly going to get pinch hit for in the fifth after means comes out, he's still going to have several innings of means. It's that simple. Means is terrible. If they're up by enough, they may not even bother pinch hitting for him. 
Um, it's, it's that, like, I needed to ride up my Colorado stack. I knew that I could get a bunch of them. Uh, he should be there in the middle of the lineup and he should get enough at bats to outpay his price. And just a fantastic spot that I had to go with because there's not a whole lot of other options to go with for that stack. And he's frozen. This is interesting. Yeah, I know. I got you, Grant. Uh, listen, we got two. We got two minutes left. We're gonna close out the show, though. We finished up our drafts. Uh, we're gonna get on out of here before I freeze up. Uh, but uh, we have the three fifty show coming up next. Stay tuned for that. We got Brick Divine. We got Bobby Five talking Yahoo. That should be awesome. Then after that, we got Dean seven eight nine zero four and some poor guy that has to work with him at five o'clock at the fantasy draft. And then don't forget, we have crunch time. If you're a premium member, you got Kevin Roth, you got Derek Hardy, and you got JC Rab leading you up to lineup lock. Uh, Grant, I'm sure you'll be tuning in for all that, and, and it'll be a good time. I may, I may need to make a, a shotgun beer bet with Cardi. So, yeah, I'll be there. All right, Grant will be there. You guys should be there, too. Don't forget, like and subscribe on YouTube. Put the Rotor Grinders badge in the FanDuel squeeze contest and enjoy that. Try and win a free premium, free RG swag. Should be a good time. Check out the rest of our shows, guys. But we got to get on out of here. For me, Travis Mangone, and for Grant Niefer, we are gone. Hey, kids. What's up, guys? Beer here back in the Fantasy Bar with six plays for you on Yahoo, including five bats all under $20 for you, a starting pitcher under $40 for big-time upside, and an off-the-radar beast of the night. Who are we talking about? Grab a seat at the Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome in, guys. Friday edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back here once again in the Fantasy Bar, ready to rock six of my favorite plays tonight on Yahoo. And again, these guys are playable across FanDuel, across DraftKings, wherever you're playing. I like them all. We'll focus on Yahoo pricing here for today. Five hitters, one pitcher for you. Tried to find some value. Now, we have Coors Field on the slate. As you know, no need for me to tell you to play Coors Field bats. Too easy. Let's get you some plays outside of Coors Field. Let's start on the infield at shortstop. Marcus Simeon leading us off at $15. So I love this spot for Oakland tonight, and I love this spot for Simeon. You look at some of the surface numbers, not great against left-handed pitching, but you dig a little bit deeper, that's where you uncover the gems. Against the changeup of Wade LeBlanc, 32% of the time he uses that pitch, Simeon hits that for power, 255 ISO. Next pitch up to Sinker, uses that 30% of the time. We get a Woba at 380 for Marcus Simeon. And LeBlanc been a disaster this season. We know this guy's not very good. He's taking it to a whole new level this season with his inconsistency, with giving up hard contact, fly ball rate. You guys know I love that combination. Wow, he's sitting at 47% in both fly ball rate and hard contact rate. The beer gut telling me Marcus Simeon not only going to have a big night, but he's going to go yard here tonight against Wade LeBlanc. Let's stay on the infield with the mid-range. At third base, Matt Carpenter, $16. So it's only a matter of time before this guy gets going. You know, we've had him in here a few times, been pretty good to us. The surface numbers don't look great for him against right-handed pitching, but the hard contact is still there, over 40%, so that's certainly encouraging. I don't expect a lot of people going to go this route on a 14-game slate, so we're going to get low ownership. And what do we know about Fultenowitz? We want to attack him with left-handed hitters. We don't have a ton of them here for St. Louis. Don't know that they're a stackable team tonight, but Carpenter makes for a great one-off play. You see that big ISO allowed. That's a lot of power given up. 
And another guy giving up a lot of hard contact at 36%, but 50% fly ball rate. That's going to give Carpenter an opportunity to go yard here tonight. I think he gets it going against Fultenowitz at $16. So we're on Yahoo. We need a catcher. Let's go to Yasmani Grandal, $13. So a little home cooking here for me. A little brewer action in the six-pack. Nothing wrong with that. But a guy like Grandal has always been on my radar. No matter what team he's been on, he gives you that power upside at a pretty decent price here, just $13. But over 20 Yahoo points three times in the last eight games. A lot of catchers, you're just hoping they get you five, six, seven points. Grandal gives you that ceiling to go well over 20 fantasy points. You see the Woba there, 358, the ISO north of 200 against right-handed pitching, and nice history here against Jared Eikhoff. Now, to be fair, just seven at-bats, but two home runs in that sample is what we like to see in Eikhoff. 350 Woba allowed, 273 ISO allowed, so giving up that power, 67% fly ball rate. Obviously not a sustainable number, but still, the hard contact rate in over 40, Gives us that mix we're looking for. Grandal, plug him into that catcher spot at just $13. All right, let's get you a six-pack favorite. Guy checks in under $10. Nice value here on first baseman, Steve Pierce. So just $9 here for Steve Pierce. I'm going to be buying. If you've been a longtime supporter of the Fantasy Bar, you know I love me some Steve Pierce. And sure, maybe the numbers haven't been there this season and the guy kind of towards the end of his career. But we're talking about a long-range track record of success against left-handed pitching. So I'm going to trust that here against Wade Miley. Just last season alone, ISO was over 250. Woba was over 400 against lefties. And Wade Miley definitely been solid, been good against righties as well. But that hard contact is still there at 33%. I think the Red Sox as a team could kind of fall through the cracks here tonight. We talked about Coors Field. We got some stud pitching tonight. And you got to pay for these Boston bats. But you sneak Pierce in there. I think you can stack Boston here against Wade Miley. A little bit off the radar, but I like Steve Pierce in any format at just $9. All right, I promised you a starting pitcher with some upside under $40. We're going to go Robbie Ray, just $38. So Ray comes in good form here. 37 strikeouts over his last five starts. When you look at some of the BVP and history against the team, 33% career strikeout rate against current Giants bats. So we know the strikeout upside is there. He's also pitched very well in San Francisco. We know it's a great pitching environment, but the numbers really bear that out for Robbie Ray. Last five starts for him, ERA sitting at just 2.15, 39 strikeouts in those five starts, and just a 232 batting average allowed. So just face this Giants team. Wasn't the best of starts for him here, but you get the park upgrade. You get a price I think is about 10 bucks too cheap. That's going to open up some bats for you. I like the spot for Robbie Ray. Let's call for double-digit strikeouts here. Let's go big on a Friday. Robbie Ray, let's get it done, baby. That's just $38. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, who's your beast of the night? Get in the comment section. Let's see how many votes we can get for beast of the night. I want to know your top play of the day. If you're on YouTube and you're hanging out in a fantasy bar, please take a second. Click that thumbs up button. That's the tip jar here in this fantasy bar really helps us out guys and i greatly appreciate it now let's take a look at my favorite play you know him as the beast of the night all right beast time we opened up with an oakland a we're going to close up shop with an oakland a we're going to go to the outfield with steven piscotti 17 dollars tonight's beast of the night so I promised you an off-the-radar piece of the night, and we certainly get that with Piscotti, but with good reason here. This guy's gotten it done each and every night. 14 of the last 16 games, 
he's rung up hits against left-handed pitching to start the season. You see that Woba approaching 450, ISO over 250, hard contact rate north of 40%, high value hit rate north of 10%. So he's really checking all the boxes for me against lefties. And we've already mentioned some of the numbers against Wade LeBlanc. Let's give you a few more because this guy's been that bad. Woba 450 allowed, ISO 338. Get some exposure to the Oakland A's. Easily my favorite stack on the board against LeBlanc. But Steven Piscotti, my favorite play on the board in tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that'll wrap us up here for Friday night in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, you know what to do. Hit that comment section. Don't forget your beast of the night in there. Also, promo code BRINDERS30 on Yahoo gets you a $30 deposit bonus on that first deposit. If you haven't played at Yahoo yet, Get over there and check it out. For rotogrinders.com, I am Bear saying salut. Best of luck here tonight, guys. Have a great Memorial Day weekend, and we'll see you right back here next week. Good luck, guys. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
Uh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Yahoo Fantasy Show here on Roto Grinders uh, Tournament Edition. I am Britt Devine uh, here with Bobby Fi. Uh, Bobby, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having a good day today. I've been doing a lot of research. Uh, I think I'm pretty dialed in on the slate, but it's a big slate. I think there's a lot of options, and uh, I'm, I'm ready to win you and, and myself and all the viewers some money today. Yeah, I'm ready for it, man. I'm excited. It's a, it's a nice Friday slate. I made some plans for shortly after, so I'm not playing as many lineups as I normally do for a Friday, but I still love this slate, and I'm still very excited about it. It's just these are the times that I I, I love giant slates. I have no problem with them. Uh, I don't worry about ownership so much. just makes it you can really pick and choose your spots. There's going to be heavy ownership in a couple, one, one really obvious spot. Other than that, uh, even that won't be that crazy because there's just so many good options, so love slates like this so what are the what are the plans entail because for you it's four o'clock on the west coast right to me that's you got the whole day ahead of you out here on the east coast right it's seven o'clock that's dinner that's bedtime for me right like i'm old uh what are these plans entail bobby we can't talk about those no it's just it's 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 meeting up with a bunch of friends we haven't seen in a while and then on top of it like i've got ended up with my daughter on saturday morning so i don't want to be out too late so it's sort of like you know, having the having the day sort of go, you know, I don't want to be there looking at lineups the whole mm-hmm. time until every game locks that basically until 7 p.m. my time. I want to I feel there. like I would enjoy West Coast DFS for everything but football. The 10 o'clock start for football would probably be a little bit too early for me, but having lock at four o'clock as long as you're able to do it, right? Like the nine to fivers, obviously that stinks. But if you're able to do it, I think the West Coast life for DFS would, would generally better sans football. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that point. Those football days are great. I feel great all, all day and afternoon. And then about like 7, 8 p.m., I'm like, wow, what happened? I'm like ready to go to sleep. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk some baseball. we got a couple of uh, fun things to talk about here. We've always been talking, hey, we've got the show your badge uh, promo that we do where if you upload your Roto Grinders badge to any uh, any DFS site and you get top 10 in a large contest, uh, we get, you know, you're eligible for a free month of premium. We are kicking that into high gear today. We have a new promotion specifically for today. We always want you to upload your badge. And if you want a free month of Roto Grinders premium, right, just for winning a tournament, I think that's a pretty good, pretty good, uh, you know, way to do it anyway. But uh, we're doing a game on FanDuel today where the Roto Grinders badge highest, whoever has the highest badge in the entire tournament, uh, not only if you finish top 10, hey, maybe you'll get a free month of premium, but we're giving away some swag on it. So if you're playing in the squeeze on FanDuel today, what we need you to do is upload your badge to FanDuel, the Roto Grinders badge, and whoever finishes the highest will give you a free hat and we'll give you a free t shirt uh, for this week's contest. And then, hey, if someone happens to finish in the top 10 in that as well, right, you're going to get a free month of premium. You would just contact support or something like that, and they'll add it onto your account like that. Uh, Devin dropped the link for it. I see uh, Smart Waters in chat uh, telling all the details on it. If you have any questions, uh, feel free to ping him in. Ping him. Um, but yeah, just for uploading, you, you know, Bobby, we get all the swag. I always have swag on. Just for uploading a badge for a day, uh, if you're going to play the tournament anyway, why not try to win some hat? Why not try to win uh, a free month of Roto Grinders? I'm totally with you. Love it. Um, yeah, I think that, and you are the definitely the best representative of this is you definitely are Mr. Swag. I've, I've been with you where swag was given out and no one yeah. cleans up like you do. 
You know, I think the the Roto Grinders party we had. You handed me a couple of T-shirts, Bobby, to like hold for you. Those are now in my closet, so I thank you for them. <laughs> <laughs> I am not wearing them uh, pretty much all the time. Uh, let's jump into some baseball for today. That's what the people are here for. Uh, we're on Yahoo, and uh, pitching's pretty important. I always like to start over there, and I, I want to start with probably the guy I think's going to be chalky around the industry today. Uh, I'll bring him up on Plate IQ. That's going to be Noah Syndergaard. Uh, it's a pretty good matchup today. His uh, performances, you know, you think Syndergaard is this amazing, amazing fantasy pitcher. It's really only come through in a couple of games so far this year. But uh, as you can see on Plate IQ this year, basically everything's green on his end. You look at the Tigers, everything's red. They got to they got to throw a pitcher up there to hit for a couple at bats against him at two. That's going to be free outs, probably a strikeout or two today. Uh, if there was ever an expectation of Cindergard to have one of his higher fantasy performances, I think today's probably it. What are you doing with him? Um, you know, especially at the relative high ownership, he's going to be out there in tournaments today, Bob. So Cindergard is a terrific play. We've got a decent umpire. The total is low. That we know Detroit doesn't have lefties. They struggle with righties. Like everything's great. National League Park, great. The only argument you have is that you've got some other pitchers that stand out that are right at the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, at close enough prices on Yahoo to where I don't think that I think you treat the top end of the, the price doesn't really matter for these, you know, the four guys you consider. But on Yahoo, I think I would I would narrow it. Well, no, I think I would narrow it down to those four. Actually, I, I include Berrios in this uh, along with Syndergaard, Sale and Snell. Right, my initial thoughts were going to be to try and load up as much Snell as possible as more of a tournament play. I don't I don't like taking pictures against Cleveland. His swing miss rate has been unbelievable this year, almost 20 percent. Um, almost 70% on his first pitch strikes. Like this guy is just dominant. And uh, he's the way, he's sort of the guy I'm, I started to lean towards. But then you look at the K props. It's interesting that Chris Sale at what's going to be lower ownership has a K prop two above anybody else on this slate. And that's interesting to me against a Houston team that is missing two of not only their best hitters, but two of, regardless of what you think about Chris Bryant, if you follow me on Twitter and don't <laughs> two of the top 25, 25 players, they, they're missing with unquestionably two of the top 25, possibly two of the top 10 hitters in baseball. Um, I, I'm starting to turn on to Chris sale a little bit more. I'd like to see who the umpire ends up. We don't, we don't have the information for that game yet, but these guys are all really close. Um, I think Syndergaard is a great play. I think Snell is an elite tournament play, but they're going to be ownership on him too over here. And I think Berrios is, has, you know, this White Sox team, we've seen him just get just crushed. I just don't love on giant slates. Inner division games can be a little bit trickier. Like they should be more familiar, but he's dominated all these White Sox that he's faced. I just, I really am having trouble deciding between them. I might pick the lowest owned and I'm thinking that might be sale. Uh, I'm trying to pull up and see if we have any uh, ownership for Yahoo yet on my other screen. Let's see here. So we do. Uh, looking at ownership, we've got Cindergard tagged as the highest uh, in the 36%. This does apply to the tournaments, not so much cash games. Uh, and the cash games do tend to get a little bit chalkier on Yahoo. They're usually filled with good players all running reasonably good projections and, and mostly all end up on, on kind of the same plays today. Do you think I, I'm probably going to end up playing Cindergard for sure on mm -hmm. my cash teams? I think he's going to be the most popular. It's backed up by our projections. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw him on the team. Uh, I think he, he's just, he's the guy, if I have to pick one, I think I'm going to be playing him today. Yeah. I, th I think for cash, I think you'd play, I think on Yahoo, you play him in Snell. There's, there's value out there where you can play these guys. Um, even value in the games that we want to target. 
So maybe you don't get a play Arenado in cash if you do that, but you can play a lot of other really, really good pieces. Um, so I, I actually would go that route in cash. I don't mind that. Talk at all. to me just a little more on Snell because uh, I'm looking at the bat. The bat does not really like Snell today. The bat always likes Cleveland bats. I think that probably has to do uh, a little bit with it today. But I've got uh, I got plate IQ pulled up here, and Snell's numbers look uh, you know extremely good. A home, almost 40 percent strikeout rate in the season. Cleveland <laughs> really hasn't been all that versus lefties versus righties uh even you know snell's been so dominant versus righties that it doesn't really even matter who cleveland throws out to me uh how, how are you handling him on both DraftKings and on yahoo uh, i think on dk he's probably i think he's the highest price pitcher today i like him as a tournament play i don't like him as much as a as a as a regular play although i think he makes sense i think in cash you, you can play him i think that makes perfect sense to me on yahoo i think specifically over here you can afford to play him in syndicate but I do worry a little bit about this overall. Cleveland is a much better offense. I think that I like, I'm, I'm like the bat. I do believe in Cleveland's offense is better than what they've showed so far. Obviously they haven't been healthy the whole season. Historically, a lot of these guys have crushed lefties, even going to Lindor or Ramirez. Um, it certainly isn't fun, but it's funny that we're not, you know, people are all afraid of, people aren't afraid of the Cleveland lineup, but everybody's afraid of the Houston lineup who's missing their two biggest hitters. So I'm just sort of the, I'm a tournament player. The more I keep getting back to it, I just feel like I'm not worried about ownership on big slates. It's true. I don't mind taking chalk pitching, but I don't think these guys necessarily grade out any better than Chris sale does tonight. So I, I think that Chris sales, the tournament more the tournament way to go. Syndergaard would be the guy you start with in cash games. If you want to pay down on Yahoo, I think that the actual, your option is Robbie Ray. He's just too cheap on Yahoo specifically. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't even consider him on other sites, but I do think on Yahoo, he's a terrific play. Uh, Griffin Canning, I'm using everywhere else, but I just find on Yahoo, I think for tournaments, I would play Robbie Ray, who has a higher higher upside, I think, than Canning does. Uh, well, you, you mentioned Ray for tournaments. Uh, I, he's a, I think he's my current SP2 because yeah. I, I want Nolan Arenado, Bobby, and I want Trevor Story on my team today. And if I play Blake Snell on Yahoo, I can't get them even with a variety of other $7 bats on there today. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've got Ray in my mind, at least right now, penciled in as my SP2. You bring up the matchup. Uh, one, it's the latest game of the night, right? So you get to rock it. You, you're not cashing anything. You rock it up the leaderboards, hopefully, with Ray. The problem, I think Ray is going to draw some ownership today. And the number one rule of playing Robbie Ray is you don't play Robbie Ray when Robbie Ray's going to draw a lot of ownership, and especially not on a 14-game slate. So these are things I'm wrestling with in my head. Uh, on Yahoo, it makes a lot of sense to play him. He's just – he's too cheap. The strikeouts are still there. Um, the Giants don't strike out a ton, but there's enough strikeouts specifically in the bottom of the lineup that I think a pitcher as good as Ray should be able to handle them pretty easy. Even against Wrighty, he's he's still about a 30% clip on him. Uh, it's San Francisco. It's in San Francisco. I don't know. I th I'm thinking I might play Robbie Ray in my cash teams, Bobby. Yeah, I think over on Yahoo, I, it definitely makes some sense to me. I don't think I'm going to prioritize him highly for tournaments anywhere else. He's so mm -hmm. expensive. But on Yahoo, definitely. On, on DK for tournaments, he's much. He's more. In, so on Yahoo, I don't think I'd play him on my tournament. Yeah, but I get on, what you're on DK, I would, right? Because I think he's going to draw. He's not going to draw much ownership on DK. Uh, if I bring up Sleet IQ real quick, right? We're looking at Robbie Ray, about 12% ownership. So that's one, two, three, four, the sixth highest owned you know, probably jumbled in there with a couple other guys. Um, you know, if I had to guess, he'll fall somewhere in the fifth through eighth in ownership. That That's more appealing to me than playing a 30 or 40% Robbie Ray on a site like Yahoo. 
Yeah, for sure. I get the I get the argument for ownership. I, I still don't think I'm going to play him just because I like the other top pitchers much better. But mm-hmm. over here, the price obviously is different. It makes it makes Griffin Canning, who we have at reasonable ownership over here, kind of interesting. Yeah. And the one guy, if you're really going to spend down for tournaments, I'm just going to say over here, take a shot with Trent Thornton. Um, there's a lot of K's in this uh, lineup. The San Diego team strikes out more than anybody against righties. Thornton is a good strikeout pitcher, and I actually think he's an above average pitcher. Phil Cuzzy is perfect umpire for him. Good spot. Like, you know, yes, it would be better if it was in San Diego. But I think overall, you look at that, it, he could be the other spend down who's like a, a weird pivot in tournaments. Or you could play him with Ray just to get really different in tournaments and then pay up for all the expensive Colorado bats. And we don't have the lineup yet, but uh, Thornton much better against righties this year. 274, Woba allowed. Strikeout's not really there, but maybe he's running a little bad on strikeouts there's just there's so many strikeouts in the Padres lineup sure there's uh some Woba and definitely some ISO specifically from a couple of players and Machado's probably running a little uh bad against righties this year but yeah I I like Thornton I I think I would play Thornton over Robbie Ray in a tournament for a couple of reasons I think the ownership will probably be less and he saves me eight bucks which means that's another cores bat for me in a tournament that's another bat in a game uh that that has some offense that I might like today uh, so I think Thornton so, is very appealing for me in tournaments. I guess. Yeah, yeah, great. I appreciate that, actually, because I want you to explain my last big question, who's going to the last guy who's going to have ownership over here that we didn't talk about. Um, why is Kyle? Why are people on Kyle McGowan? I'm, well, one, you got to ask how many pitches is going to go, right? Um, well, I'm just saying like him versus Thornton. He's Thornton's cheaper than him on Yahoo. And we yeah, have I him play, three times I, the ownership. Um, in every format, with- Thornton's the better play. Something wrong with the algorithm and the Yahoo ownership, I would imagine. So I would expect Thornton to have more ownership than a guy like McGowan on Yahoo. Too. I think people love to play these young guys thinking that they're all stud. This guy started one game in his career. He's 26 years old, 27. I know he's been okay lately, but like in the minors, but it, it just. And when you're like 27 and you're still in the minor leagues, you're probably not that great. I don't mind taking a shot on some of these young hitters though that are coming up that are 26 who've been just pounding the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about Griffin Canning. Uh, I, I like Canning. Canning's going to draw some ownership tonight. And I uh, I was looking at Slate IQ, and at least for DraftKings, Texas is one of the higher leverage stacks because they have a lot of power. And if Canning isn't as good as you know he he could be, the Texas stack can provide some leverage today. So I like Canning quite a bit. I think he's going to be pretty popular on DraftKings today as an SP two paired with one of the top options because that gives you a good mix of bats and gives you a good mix of you know high-end pitching today um he's in anaheim uh cardi tweeted out today too it's uh you know we, we used to think anaheim was a pitcher's park and it is definitely not that with the lowering of the wall and uh just some other things that have happened on there it's turned into a, in a pretty good hitter's park um, but but i think canning as as much power as there is in the texas lineup there's also enough strikeouts. He's got some strikeout upside. I think he's a he's a reasonable play, and I, I think on DK specifically, he's going to be in uh, on the radar for a lot of SP2s in cash games and SP1s in in tournaments, just to to allow people to stack up bats uh, that they want on other teams. Yeah, there's I mean, there's no way I'm playing Texas bats against him personally, but I you know on a smaller slate, I would take some I would take some I'd maybe have some interest. It's just too big a slate. There's no reason, and the guy is legit really really good like he's going to be a really really good pitcher for a long time um I, one of the things i love about guys like this like even in the start he struggled the most against baltimore where they really hit him he still ended up like battling to 100 pitches like he it was, like at least you know what i mean like he's it's not like he's getting pulled when at 50 pitches if he's struggling or something i, I just feel pretty good about him 
Yeah, I like Cannon. Uh, there should be uh, plenty of strikeouts for him today. I pulled up plate IQ. You can see a lot of red in the strikeouts. Now you see a lot of green in the ISO too. So this is why um, you, you kind of get the double leverage with Texas lower ownership, plus a lot of power, plus uh, against a popular pitcher. So, uh, you know, I'm playing 10 in that nice structured uh, large field $10 tournament today. I'm going to have a Texas stack in there. Um, and, and I think just one out of 10 will be uh, way over the field. Um, but I will have my share of canning as well, if that makes sense, Robbie. Yes. Um, who do we want to put in here as SP2? Are there any other pitchers? There's a couple. Uh, Lucasi's interesting. Not on Yahoo. He's too expensive on Yahoo. Like you can play Robbie Ray. You can play canning. I think I'd rather do that. Uh, you can just go up into the next tier. Uh, we didn't spend too much time on Barrios, so I want to talk about him because I, I actually, if you are trying to look at just pure strikeouts, I think he actually has one of the better matchups outside of Cindergard, but he's also like Cindergard, where they just, you think they're these elite strikeout pitchers, but they just aren't as elite as you probably think they are. So there's a lot of strikeout potential uh, against the White Sox lineup. Uh, what are we doing with Barrios? And if you look at him, uh, I believe it's versus the curveball that Barrios likes to throw a lot of, lot of versus righties. You can do all this uh, right in plate IQ. And it just, everything turns red, Bobby. So even if you look at the pitch type matchup, all versus righties, he's throwing it about 40% of the time. None of these dudes can hit a curveball. Yeah, so my first my first builds on like DraftKings today were Syndergaard and Barrios. I really love Barrios. I, I think he has like he can win this slate as you know against this team. I know it's not huge sample size, you know, but in the basically a hundred hundred at bats, depending on who's ends up catching. Actually, I don't I haven't seen who's catching it because McCann has really good BVP versus him. I, uh, I assume that he would probably be in. He there. is not in the lineup today. Wow, is he hurt or something right now? I, did I miss him? Would, okay, wait. well, sorry, go ahead. On the White Sox lineup? Yeah, he's not in there. So I didn't I didn't know if he's hurt or something. Maybe I missed something. No, he's not in there. BBB yeah, so, proofers are mad. Um, <laughs> perfect. Uh, I, I actually am surprised the, the White Sox total is as high as it is. I really like Berrios, uh, too. It's just a matter of, you know, picking and choosing. And like I said, I like all these top guys, so I, I don't mind mixing a few of them. But I do think Berrios, uh, especially, like, the problem is it's such a close price thing, and I feel like there's enough value mm-hmm. on Yahoo that I can take it to the other guys. But on other sites, like like DraftKings, I'm definitely really interested in Berrios here. And I actually don't mind taking a shot even on FanDuel because, like, just as a – like, I think he could end up winning the slate as a pitcher. I really do. I could see him going, like, 7 with 10Ks or even 7 with 12. Like, it's totally doable for him. Um yeah, great, great spot, great matchup. He's dominated this lineup through 100 plate appearances so far, about about 30% K rate, 32%. Um, that's I think he's a, I think he's one of the, you know he's one of the four best top arms on the slate. We don't have the Houston lineup yet. Are you pl- if Springer makes it in there? Are you playing Sale? Less interested, but definitely still interested. I mean, he did have what 21 fantasy points, 10 strikeouts in the last one. Five walks, which is very uncharacteristic uh, for a guy like Chris Sale. But the the strikeout upside is there. If the walks aren't there, you know, he's definitely going to be giving up lesser runs because there's just not going to be free people on base. Uh, I don't mind taking Sale. Probably not on Yahoo. Um, On DraftKings, if he's going to be 15 to 20% owned, what's your your thoughts on on him over there, Um, especially compared to Snell? You know, there's just so many choices. Snell and Sale are 200 apart. Um, I think Ray's probably 
uh, on the outside looking in on DraftKings. Then you've got Syndergaard and Barrios. You've got Bieber, who we haven't even talked to yet in the middle, who could certainly have himself a fine game. He's, he's having himself a really good season. Uh, just a lot to like at the top. Um, not a lot, ton at the bottom. You can make a couple guys work. Um, yeah, but uh, final thoughts on sale. Yeah, I just think that, you know, again, I know this is a weird thing to go back to, but you look at that K prop and that does jump out to me when you have a guy who's going to be way lower owned than the guys around him. He's got a too higher K prop against an offense that even even if they have him, it's still there's still no Altuve. The bottom, five through nine in that lineup is not particularly scary um, for a great pitcher, for an elite pitcher like Sale. It might be scary to some other teams, in, you know, that with some average arms or whatever. Um, I'm just looking at Sale's history against the lineup that he would probably face today and the BVP looks pretty good. He he owns a couple of these. I mean, yeah, no matter. I mean, and the K rate is terrific. Um, it's going to be you know almost forty percent um, of the guys who are actually going to play probably. So I I, de- I just love the sale as the tournament play. Um, I I love all the top four, so I have no problem mm-hmm. with using any of them. But he's just my favorite tournament one. Uh, I think about if I'm I think as it stands right now I'm going to play Robbie Ray on my cash games I like to kind of let the people know what I'm doing put them in there I don't think it's a total mistake if you play Snell Barrios um, if you need a couple of extra bucks playing Thornton probably wouldn't do that in cash but I think I'm looking at Cindergard and Ray uh, are there any other pitchers you want to talk about um, we, we talked a little bit about Lucchese not too interested in him on Yahoo um, Pomerantz is maybe the other guy anytime you a game's in San Francisco but he's going to be facing all righties uh, I believe in the projected lineup today and if there's just a, if there were just a couple of lefties in there I think I could get on board but if, if it's all righty I think I'm going to bail a little bit on Pomerantz it's weird though because if you go back like a couple of years he was as good against righty he's yeah. better against righties than any righty was <laughs> um so I don't know uh I think that's actually an interesting tournament option. I agree with you. I, I don't find, I'm not playing enough lineups where he's, he's on, I have him, but I definitely interesting call. All right. Let's uh, let's go to some of the batters here. And on Yahoo, there's, there's basically two catchers that should guard. Well, there's one catcher and then there's a price point for catchers that you should be targeting today uh, for the most part. So the one everybody's going to play, uh, you mentioned this pre-show and I'll bring this up on the yacht or on the, uh, the starting lineup page in a minute is uh, we've got Yasmani Grandel's just 13 bucks on Yahoo. He's the one everybody's going to play. Uh, you, you noted uh, this total has been moving up. Some of you guys might not know this, but if you click on the individual team totals on the starting lineups page, kind of brings you to the Vegas odds page. And then from there you can see the line movement. So what's your overall take on this game? I think you were more talking about the Phillies and just this total just simply isn't high enough between Chase Anderson and Jared Eikhoff. These two offenses are too good, and I think it looks like some sharp money started figuring that out uh, a couple of hours ago, Bobby. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, I don't like bet the totals on games, but I would love when I first saw this total, it was I would have loved to have bet on the total rising. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't <laughs> want to stick to it. I just wanted to bet on people catching on to that it was just too low. It's weird because I really thought like I was going to want to stack some of Philly today. I know it's weird against that bullpen. The prices make it hard. They're going to be 0% owned. I just think this game as a game stack, I tend to love to stack games in Milwaukee. I've had great luck in the past doing it. Um, and I don't know. It's a, it's a great hitters park. I love the match against Chase Anderson, who is pretty fraudulent with, if you look at his numbers. Um, 
I don't think I'm going to play enough lineups to where it's going to end up mattering for me, but I just do think this game stack does make some sense. I'll probably throw it into one of the cheaper tournaments or something, but I don't, I, I think the whole game makes some sense to stack. Yeah. I'm going to have, uh, if I go to Slate IQ, we can kind of take a look at the total ownership. Uh, I know it's not Yahoo, but it's for DraftKings. And we've got Milwaukee coming in. I mean, nobody's owning Milwaukee today, Bobby, and no one's really owning the Philadelphia side either. I think it's probably because they're just too expensive. Yeah. Uh, that looks like a, a pretty good way to get some leverage. And you can see Milwaukee um, with a 25% leverage. That's enough to get me interested in something like that. And if, even if the ownership moves a little bit, I still think Milwaukee would be a positive leverage team. Yeah. There's six teams in baseball that I feel like every night could score 10 runs and you really mm -hmm. harder, harder to figure it out. And I think these are two of those six teams. Yeah. Philly's a weird one. They score Look at Philly's much. ownership. Philly's ownership is 11% right now as a, as a total right now. That seems even higher than I, what? As like all the Philly hitters. Oh, are, all of them come all that's of them. A I total. Sorry, you're saying as a stack, as a stack. Wow. That's crazy. Um, I mean, it's just interesting to go there. Like I might have to just do this. Maybe just, maybe i'll just throw it into one of the big buy-ins let's do it yeah check uh check slate iq check the ownership at like 615 and if it hasn't really moved up too much that's going to be a pretty good way in my opinion to get some leverage because um i don't understand against chase anderson and jared eikoff in milwaukee with these lineups how these guys don't have ownership i know right everyone i gotta get cores in on the slate total 4.4 it doesn't make sense it doesn't <laughs> I got, make any, i don't know go ahead sorry um uh, I, I agree with you. I think both, you know, a 10 run line with both of them around five um, somewhere, somewhere makes yeah. a little bit more sense to me. Um, but a catcher Grandal looks like the play. The other is throw uh, all the $7 catchers, throw them all in a hat and pick a name out. Right. Cause this is, I think that's really how you should be playing Yahoo for the most part. I, I disagree. Right? I think there's another catcher that's right in the same price range that you could argue is a, just as good a play as Grandal. What do you got? Chris Iannetta. Mm-hmm. Assuming that he's in the lineup today, I haven't. I don't know if it's come out while we were on air. Um, no, I don't think I don't it has. Think so. Um, assuming he's in the lineup, even batting eighth, like this is a spot where you like. I'm not fading cores. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I mean? It, I don't care if you told me how high they own this team is going to be. I'm going to have exposure to this game in all my lineups. I just don't. Maybe I'll have one when I fade it. I just think that they're going to go nuts today. Yeah. And Chris Iannetta versus a lefty in cores, it's. It's hard not to love him. I mean, this team's got almost a seven projected run total right now. It might be at seven by the time this game starts. It's warm out there. It's, it, I mean, this is a great time to to jump all over them. So, uh, I think Ionetta is right near the same price. I actually have him projected right about the same as Grandall. So, at lower ownership for tournaments, I think he's the better play. Yeah, Means is probably Baltimore's best pitcher. I, I don't know if that's really saying anything, but a, after they score like ten runs off him in a couple of innings. <laughs> Uh, if, if you guys don't Cash, use the Cashner, no, I'm not, not Cashner. Uh, Bundy is their best. Like, is he? I, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even. Well, he could like, you know, he can, he hasn't had a bad outing this year. He hasn't had like an yeah. outing that he got blown up this year. Although he used to have him all the time, but anyway. Um, but the, the other thing is too, once uh, the starter leaves, uh, if you guys ever want to know bullpen stuff, you can go to the premium leaderboards. If you're a premium member here on Roto Grinders, it's all color coded. They weight things too. So if a team's trailing by four runs or less, maybe they're throwing out their long reliever or their worst bullpen arms too. We factor all that type of stuff in here to kind of come up with these numbers. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that goes into all the bullpen numbers and kind of get a look. Baltimore, uh, I see a lot of red here. I see a, a high XFIP, not a lot of strikeouts. That sounds like a lot of contact's going to be made in cores. Um, so if you ever want to check out who kind of the worst bullpens in the league are, 
uh, you can do that right on Roto Grinders here uh, on the premium leaderboard. So, uh, yeah, you like Ionetta. Uh, I, I want to go to like third base and shortstop first here because I, I don't normally spend $27 or $24 for a hitter on Yahoo because I'm almost always allocating as much salary as possible to pitcher. But I think I got a good combo here, Bobby, where I can get good expected output from my pitchers. I can play some cores bath. So if, you know, we can take a look at the position, we could take a look at maybe um, some projections, um, ownership, but I'm trying my best at third base. There's two guys it's Arenado, or I think I'd be playing a, a guy like Matt Carpenter, who's $16. Those are the two guys I'm really eyeing in on. Uh, Arenado in cores against the lefty is the best split you'll ever find when he's in cores um very hard for me pretty to much play. yeah it is it is the yeah. best split in baseball <laughs> yeah i mean we don't know how many at bats you'll get against the lefty as always is the case um i think that the the guy you, yeah of course if you can if you have the money go ahead and do it it's really weird to spend that much on a hitter. you can make it work and your lineup doesn't totally look make bad. it work but i'll tell you one other guy who's a cheap tournament guy um play todd frazier as a cheap tournament play today yeah. Yeah, he's he's the other guy. He's seven bucks. Yeah, and and actually, you know, what's funny is if you have a different build and you want to go high in cash, like I don't think he's a. You should never won't be looking to play Todd Frazier in cash, but he is. But he batting third today against basically a bad Detroit bullpen. Um, you know, at minimum cost, I think he's actually a pretty he's a decent play anyway. Yeah, it's just then you forego Ara. So someone in chat, right? If uh, Nicole was on air, if I said it wrong. She'd be pissed at me. So uh, sorry about that, Nicole. Arenado, I believe, is how I'm. Ar- not Arenado, Arenado. Uh, so uh, oh, apologies to Nicole. I'm playing Arenado. I'm throwing him in there. I'm probably going to play Trevor Story, too. Uh, I like to let the people kind of know what I expect to be the more popular plays. I can make that work. Uh, the rest of my team doesn't suffer really too much for it. I My, my outfield looks good. My other positions, I can get some reasonable hitters. Uh, if you weren't playing Trevor Story, who would you be looking at at shortstop? So you're going to think this is a funny one, but uh, Corey Seager is hitting I mean, the ball really well. He's cheap, and no one is going to – like, this is a guy you want to play until he gets to $20 on Yahoo. He's he's not the hitter that we've seen so far this year. He's going to – he'll get back to it um, and be back at all-star form in, in no time. And I want to catch him while he's still on the uh, downside and while he's still cheap, so – He's a guy I have really high on my list. In fact, I think he's my top – I have him as – yeah, he's my top-rated guy over here on Yahoo. Um, honestly, like, there's not really anybody else who jumps – actually, he didn't yeah. even jump out to me. It's just that's sort of why I ended up with him. I think he's the best play yeah. for price point per dollar other than Story. Yeah, I like Story. I like Seager. You can convince me on Semyon. You can – I don't think I'd punt the position. It's just there's too many good names uh, overall Seager – uh, story specifically, um, I think Semyon certainly in play too. I like I like the Oakland bats to to score some runs today, but yeah, I, I think I'm playing story. You got a good thing for Seager. I'm gonna give you. I, I've sort of taken over the board here. You 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 mentioned a couple third basemen. You mentioned Frazier. You mentioned Ionetta catcher. I I've been running the board, Bobby. I feel selfish. I'm gonna give you some some picks. So what are you looking at? Maybe in the outfield, uh, and then I'll, I'll go. Uh, I'll kind of give you my input on that. So I think that we want to, I personally want to play some of these Coors guys like Desmond is expensive, but he probably will be have lower ownership because of, like, because of it over here. I don't think people are going to play him as much. I'm interested in Desmond. Um, David Dahl, assuming he cracks the lineup at $13. I don't care about the lefty lefty matchup. Yeah. at all. He is way too 
deep in. He is a guy I would play in all formats. Uh, I don't mind Garrett Cooper at his price. I'm starting to, you know, this I mean, team is- just, he, I mean, he hit the grand slam yesterday, Bobby. They're, they're starting to hit the ball a little bit better as a whole. Like, I mean, I, Brian Reynolds has been really good to me lately, um, but I don't mind him. Uh, I'm just looking across my lineups real quick. Uh, I like, I like the Cardinals a lot today. Mm-hmm. I think Dexter Fowler is an excellent play and I don't think people, as many people put it on them. I love the twins. So the twins outfielders, but I mean, it's no secret, but at the same time, like we can't play everybody. So Rosario, Kepler, those are the guys who I Fowler landed in the leadoff spot too. I don't know if you, if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, I saw that. So yeah. Um, with Carpenter hitting six, uh, fifth now, I mean, I still like Carpenter, but I would probably, I'm, uh, I think I would either go to Arenado or Todd Frazier, like Bobby said, now that Carpenter's down. I actually prefer Carpenter at fifth. I like him. I always, I'll always take the leadoff better. I, I'd always prefer my guy to hit leadoff, I think. I, for cash, I understand that. I just think for tournaments, like I just, I, I, I like, I like this taking, you know, taking that top spot away from Kevin more in the run producing role. Uh, I'm going to throw. So you mentioned the Phillies. How about a $13 Andrew McCutcheon? Love it. That's a great play. Yeah, this is uh, McCutcheon's having himself a pretty good season. Gotcha and, yeah, and I, in Milwaukee, if you're looking for a cheap guy to play on Yahoo, Bobby, you should be uh, jamming in McCutcheon into your teams there today. Absolutely agree. Uh, I like that quite a bit. Uh, and I, I want to get your thoughts on the Padres because as much as I like Thornton, there's a couple guys. We don't have the lineup. I don't think it's come out yet. Let me see here. I don't think I got the notification. It's not out yet. Uh, but even towards the like Will Myers, should he be close to minimum price? He's he's eight bucks on Yahoo. Yeah, that's 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 probably worth definitely taking a shot on. The, um, these these are the guys I'm looking at because I it gets me my cores, and then I can find good cheap bats to kind of fill in around um, the rest of my lineup. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Sorry, I, I got distracted by a, a funny little. I was just trying to look at Chase Anderson's splits, but in the past, Michael Franco has the BVP five for ten with three home runs. The um, BVP lives on in 2019. I was I I have not looked. I've heard of BVP a couple times this year, but I I, I actually you know actually you know what I looked at sales BVP against Houston today. That, that that's a real BVP thing. Like if you've pitched to hitters 200 plus times, that's a sample size. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. That's the only, I think that was the first time I've looked at some BVP stuff this year, but Anderson's like, okay, but I'm not really too worried about a guy like McCutcheon um, not being able to hit him. This whole Phillies lineup is just, is too good. And I'm, I'm with you on that. That total needs to be a little bit higher. So you you should have bet it on sharp side earlier in the day. And I think there's still a little bit of juice to squeeze, but when that hits 10, uh, it'll be all over for you. So go, go get the nine and a half on it if you're looking to, uh, to run up your sharp side scores um so we went over let's go to first base we kind of jumped a little bit all over the board here um the guys towards the top probably a little bit too expensive for this build uh i'm looking a little cheap there are some interesting options you've got uh yuli if you're probably not going to play him but right we've got chris davis we've got mark reynolds uh there's a guy who's seven dollars reynolds is no brian reynolds mark reynolds can't be an outfielder Oh, right. First base. I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, love, I, love, I love Mark Reynolds. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So which one would you rather take in course today? You got Chris Davis or Mark Reynolds? Oh, come on. It's Mark Reynolds. By it. uh, I uh, just some, I don't mind Chris. I don't think Chris. Davis. I don't mind him either, but he's, you know, I'll play him on DraftKings where he's cheaper. Like there's no reason for me to play him. I, I prefer Mark Reynolds to him. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then if we go down a little bit, you've got uh, Pierce, the lefty masher. Uh, he should be in there against Miley. Miley, uh, a good real-life pitcher, not good for fantasy. So uh, I think I'd probably pass that. Uh, and we're waiting on weather in this Yankees game a little bit. we got to kind of see what Ross says as the day progresses on that. I haven't really played Morales too much, uh, especially like when he's nine bucks or 11 bucks, it's an easy pass and the field still plays him. Uh, but when you're $7 on Yahoo, I'll, I'll play anybody, Bobby, if you're seven bucks. So we're waiting on the rain in this game. Uh, what's your overall thoughts on the Yankees? Should this game uh, end up being a go from Roth later? Yeah, I don't think I'm going to end up with much of them, but I like I do think Morales at that price is interesting, and it's mostly just pricing related for for the rest of the team. They're they're pretty expensive, and um, it's you know it's warm, the wind's blowing out, so if if the game does go and is all good, I just don't really find myself like over like overly interested in anybody mm-hmm. except for Morales' price. Really, there's no Chris Davis today, so we can't play him. Anyway. I I prefer the other. If I'm going to play this game, I do I am going to play some O'Hearn on. Uh, sites like PK where he's cheap or some Lopez. Like I actually like the the Royals side of this better than I like the Yankees. All right. Let's take a look at the Orioles because uh, I want to talk about some stacks and some tournaments uh, because I'm dabbling in those a little bit and I know you do as well. And I, uh, one of the biggest things I saw today on Slate IQ is one, not only are the Rockies the highest owned, but they actually have positive leverage as a stack. And then Baltimore is rounding out with some of the highest overall leverage I've seen as a team stack all season long, Uh, you know, getting close up into the hundred percent and 80% right now. Uh, What side of this game would you, if I told you Baltimore is going to be half as owned across the board as Colorado, how do you determine which side of that? If you're only making a couple entries, you would rather have. I mean, I'm on the Colorado side of it. I do think that that you're definitely going to get lower ownership on the other side. And now that I see my boy Keon uh, Keon Broxton in the lineup, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to be all over it. This guy has made me more money than yeah, I'm in the Yahoo player pool. You can't play him on Yahoo. You can't play him on Yahoo, but you can play him <laughs> elsewhere. Um, and he's, you know, you can play, you can now stack them cheaply. Like Ruiz is 3.8 on DK. Broxton's 3.5. Like uh, even VR is only 4.8. Like it's not like that crazy for Coors or Dwight's and you throw in Dwight Smith or Mancini or both. Um, I mean, definitely can't argue against their side of it. I think that Severino, even as a catcher, like makes sense. Like I like the Baltimore stack a lot today. I have no, no thoughts, no positive thoughts about Hoffman. You have a lower K pitcher against Keon Broxton and these, and these uh, Orioles. I love it. I'm, I'm going to play a lot of Keon Broxton today. Yeah. I think their ownership's going to creep up a little bit higher than Slate IQ has. Uh, currently because you know we didn't have Keon Broxton and I think they're going to gain a little bit of steam towards the end of the day Um, but I do like Baltimore I mean they've still got a huge total and their bats haven't been horrible at least like the guys you want to you want to play here I think as a stack they make a lot of sense and if they remain as one of the highest leverage teams on Slate IQ uh, I will certainly be building one if not two of my 10 teams as Baltimore stacks today I, I definitely like them quite a bit Uh, against Colorado so uh, everyone knows to play Colorado and Baltimore we talked quite a bit about the Brewers Phillies game I think we both like the offenses there Uh, definitely a lot more than the ownership is currently at right Phillies way down here Milwaukee's way towards the bottom I'd be way over both of those teams what else are we doing out there for offense that could be a little bit different if I'm looking at slate IQ 
Uh, I mentioned briefly Oakland was one of my favorite targets. Now they're coming in as the second highest owned stack. Oh, probably yeah, because the prices are too cheap. Yeah. Yeah, they're too cheap. So that's allowing you to stack the team you want with the pitchers you want and get some one-offs you want. So I understand it. Um, but it's still in Oakland. Uh, it's still just 60 degrees out there, but it's against Wade LeBlanc. And LeBlanc's horrible, backed up by a horrible bullpen, if not one of the worst in all the league. Uh, if you pull up LeBlanc's numbers, it's just it's red almost everywhere. And there's a lot of WOBA. There's a lot of ISO on this Oakland team. Yeah, I'm using the A's more as one-offs in this spot. Um, not really just focusing on them. Uh, personally, but that's just where I'm at. But I, but I definitely don't mind it. I, I definitely, I really like. Uh, it sucks because I like Fultonavich. I don't think he's back yet. Um, I think that the, the Cardinals are gonna just go. This offense should explode at some point. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really feel like this is a good spot for them. And there, there's your tournament play to me. Um, yeah, that, but I, that, that Cardinals lineup looks pretty good, right? 90 degrees with the wind blowing out. With this good lineup, let's look at Slate IQ and see where St. Louis is. I don't see him anywhere, Bobby. They're way down here towards the bottom of ownership. Uh, now, they are a little bit more expensive, but I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm I'm okay paying money for bats and paying a little bit more down at pitching to get exposure to a great offense and a great spot that nobody's going to own. I'm okay doing that for tournaments. Yeah, it's a great spot. I mean, this is – let's do it. I, I think this is a really, like – a good stack i mean also they all make sense as good like one-off plays anyway and they're cheap and it's I, i'm all about it uh springer is leading off for houston that lineup has come out today so I, I i would consider that right you know as much as we like sale that is going to diminish his ownership a little bit if springer was out that lineup would have looked a lot worse um mm-hmm. but, but he owns like reddick still in this lineup and sale just absolutely owns his soul um that's basically a strikeout almost every time i, I would expect reddick to be up there so if he, if he can just get through springer bregman and correa and not give up a bomb there there's there's still a lot to like for sale in my opinion today it's just can, can he get through that top three of the order they just changed their lineup again that says um let me see what happened the dodgers are messing the lineup around all the time no, I just, no, I just, I just got a Houston notification that they changed theirs, but no, they didn't. Um, wait, they did do something. Yeah, no, wait, no, Diaz is there. That's the same. Um, yeah, I, I still think that sale. Look, it's a, still a tournament play. Mm-hmm. But I do think that it's a good, it's an ex, it's an excellent tournament play when you can get sale at this ownership. When you look, if if Vegas didn't believe or whatever, if the K prop was going to be like right at the same, I do think these mm-hmm. significant difference and stuff like that really does matter and. I'm going to take that edge every time, especially when, when you get a guy third, the ownership and he's got, he's projected to have two more K's like, come on, like, let's just take a shot. Hey, we're playing tournaments. At least I am. I'm going to play Chris sale. Uh, I want to talk about someone I think is going to rise in popularity uh, on DraftKings, and that's Beatty leading off uh, at $7 at first base today. Uh, You don't like it. Don't do it. Well, what if we lose Morel? What if that Yankees game kind of goes away? Go to Reynolds? Like the $7 first baseman fits in really nice to my team. Oh, on Yahoo, I guess you can. The $7 first baseman really makes my teams look good on Yahoo today, Bobby. Okay, so how many innings? No, this is, this is a, he's going to get one at bat. Just one? I would bet he gets one. So far when this happened, this is exactly what they did against Tampa Bay. He got one at bat in that game. And they pinch it firm in the second inning um, with freeze. 
because they're going to bring in already players. freezes in the lineup. Hitting. I understand. Well, yeah, but they've got a million guys who can they'll bring in Chris Taylor. All right. Um, they have a, they have a million guys who can hit lefties, inclu- including any lefty too. So Brault's going to be the long guy in this game. How many innings do you think Feliz is going to pitch? He's not going to pitch more than two. Yeah. All right. I see what you're saying. That's something I'll look into. It's, it's a possibility that he stays in if he hits a home run the first time he's up. But even then, I don't even think it's scary. Yeah, it's out there. So it actually came out during the show. The Pirates, the Dodgers are choosing to have him take a one at bat. So they've Ooh, already basically said that. So it came out during the show uh, that that was going to be out there. So uh, I am not going to do that now. So uh, thankfully, uh, that has been brought to my attention. See, would you would you would you have just trusted your wise co-host here instead of uh, you know whatever? Well, yeah, you you definitely sold me, but it is now backed up. <laughs> okay. Um, Missed that as I was coming on the show today. So uh, uh, I might have to spend up uh, a couple extra dollars at first base today. Um, Mark Reynolds. What else looks good for offense today? So, the, you know, I, I, I look at the bat just about every day, and the bat is, it seems, I, I don't want to speak for Cardi, but it seems like it likes the Padres today uh, as sort of a sneaky office, right? A nice park bump going to Toronto. Thornton is good not great he's okay against righties and it is a right-handed heavy lineup but I mean Reyes is probably gonna hit a home run Machado is definitely too cheap there's a lot of power in this lineup there's some stacks you can make that make some sense uh what's your overall thoughts on them today yeah I have no interest in stacking them but I definitely like Reyes and Machado especially and I don't mind the other guys as one else I just don't think I want to fully stack the Padres on this slate and not an elite matchup it's just too big a slate too many other spots so for me, I love Reyes in general. I think this guy is for real. He's just been crushing and no one ever plays him. Um, Stevie talks about it all the time. I talk about it all the time. Reyes is my number one guy here. Machado would be number two. And, I'm, you know, anybody else is one-offs like Will Myers being, you know, as cheap as he is. But he's there's a reason he's down at the bottom of the order now. I just don't think I'm stacking him. All right. So one of the things we like for tournament DFS is home runs. And the only team to hit eight home runs twice in a game so far this season is Minnesota. No surprise they did that off Matt Harvey uh, yesterday. What are we doing with them? They've got a nice total. Uh, they're, they're another team I'm looking at on Slate IQ, and uh, Slate IQ is DraftKings uh, driven. But their ownership just for a team that can hit with so much power, you need to own these guys in your in your tournament player pool. So I've got 10 tournaments. I, I'll probably make one Colorado but I'm certainly not going to make two or three Colorados. I'm going to be like St. Louis, Minnesota. Uh, I already mentioned I'm going to try to get Texas. I'm, I'm looking at Milwaukee. The teams towards the bottom here that just don't have a lot of ownership that I think you can reasonably predict to score a lot of runs and have a reasonable shot at being the highest scoring team on the night that just aren't drawing ownership. I, I know why they're not owned because they're expensive. But I don't know. Money doesn't really matter too much in baseball tournaments. I'm not concerned about it. I want a team that scores the most runs. So uh, I think these are the teams I'm going to be making some stacks of. And, and Minnesota is just another one, Bobby. Yeah, but what I would say today is different, at least for me, and I could end up being wrong about this, is I would say that, you know, there are those stack and fade Coors days. I do think you want like a, a piece or two, and there's plenty of ways to differentiate in, in, in this offense that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Guys like Dahl and Tapia aren't going to be uh, nearly as highly owned as the other guys. Um, Brendan Rodgers down towards the bottom of the lineup at a high price. Um, I just think that, you know, Mark Reynolds, there's a lot of good first basemen. There's enough ways you can do it where I don't, I wouldn't just avoid the Rockies entirely. I would try to probably get 
probably two of their bats in most of my lineups and hope that they are responsible for the damage that inevitably is going to be done in this game. I mean, I, I want to go back to the twins here because I'm looking at Lopez and Bobby. I, I see everything's red lefties, a 400 Woba, 220 ISO, uh, exit velocity, one of the worst in the league, no ground balls, lots of fly ball. I mean, this is a this is like a nut spot for the twins here. I know there's no Cruz. Those are all versus lefties, and they've got four lefties running off the top of the order here. This this looks like a, a, a twins could go nuts here spot. I mean, to me, every every spot feels like the nut spot for the Twins these days, doesn't it? Like, I yeah. feel like every day they're, they're – This is they're, all without Nelson Cruz, too. Since Miguel Sano came back, they've, they're just fired up, though, again. I mean, he's he's hitting, too. He's came back on fire. Um, that's my boy. So, I love the Twins stack. I need to make sure to get them stacked with Colorado somehow mm-hmm. <laughs> because I need to I need to play them. I mean, you look at this. Like, it's funny. They only let Sano play those three games. They've had to give him a day off in between each, and – He's homered twice and, you know, put up a How are you giving him – you can't give him day off when he's hitting bombs. <laughs> yeah, it's just – I mean, I, I, I don't know. They, but everybody on this team hits bombs, so what are you going to do? Uh, yes, the Twins are in play. And not only that, like, you really – there's no priority of how to stack this team. Like, it might, it might feel gross on a, on a big slate to play the 7, 8, 9 players. But I actually think the 6, 7, 8, 9 is arguably as good as the top of this lineup maybe – maybe if you factor in the catcher position and what Castro has been doing better. The other team I want to talk about now that the angels look like they are drawing some ownership, at least on DraftKings. but uh, they got a high total. It's against smiley and smiley's another one. It's just, you look at plate IQ, you see red just about everywhere. You usually want to target those guys. Coincidentally, the angels have a five run total in Hanaheim today. So what do you think about the angels overall? Uh, I think I would rather, if I had a limited amount of stacks, I'm going to have 10 today. Uh, I don't know if I'd allocate them to the Angels. I think I'd rather take, you know, the Brewers and the Phillies who are half as owned or less than the Angels, but also have a total just as high. I think I'd rather allocate something to, to those teams. That makes sense to me. I totally understand that. Um, all right, we'll take some QQs in a second. Uh, again, guys, uh, Devin, if you have the badge uh, link, go ahead and drop that. Uh, we're doing a promotion here on Roto Grinders tonight. It is for a FanDuel contest. Uh, what we need you to do is go onto FanDuel, get a Roto Grinders logo from somewhere on the interwebs, and upload the Roto Grinders logo to your FanDuel account. What that will do is if you play the, uh, I think it's, uh, I don't know the exact contest. Devin will tell you in a second here. But if you play the specific contest on FanDuel tonight and you happen to be the highest scoring person with a Roto Grinders badge, we will get you a free t-shirt and you get a free hat. And then if you ever happen to have your badge uploaded onto any site and you get a top 10, uh, just email into support in one of the, the large field tournaments and uh, you get yourself a free month of Roto Grinders premium, which is like 40 bucks. And that's, that's like eight, $5 KFC meals to me, Bobby. So that's a uh, 40 bucks is a hot commodity where I come from. So if you, if you just translate $40 into KFC $5 meals, uh, it's well worth it for uploading a picture of the Roto Grinders badge. I don't know Absolutely. if you follow me, but that, that that's how I look at things. Everything's in Absolutely. KFC. Yeah, of course I do. $5 boxes. Um, so click the link Devin dropped in there. And if you have any questions, um, just take a look at it uh, in chat here and they'll get it for you. Uh, all right, let's get to some QQs and let's start taking them for people here. Uh, Lopez from Miami, not someone... Um, actively found in any of my lineups today he is just cheap enough uh, at least on DraftKings to 
kind of be in the mix if you're looking for a cheap pitcher. Uh, what's your thoughts on him today? I'm sorry. You, can you repeat the name again? Pablo Lopez. Oh, Pablo Lopez. I actually do like, I actually do think he's kind of interesting and I'm sort of wondering why I haven't heard his name at all. Um, I don't know, man. It's I'm struggling a little bit. Like, uh, I don't think I'm going to end up playing him again. If I was playing more teams in scripting, he would have been a part of the script, but I don't think I'm going to end up doing it. I just think that I'm so stuck on the pitchers I'm on. But he is a cheap option that I don't mind going with if you weren't going to play. Him and Thornton are close. Yeah, so let me look and see his ownership. So he's 4%. And I think in my mind, um, I don't think I'd play him on Yahoo, right, the sponsor of the show. But if I was over on DraftKings, if he ends up in one of my 10 tournament lineups tonight, I think that's probably good enough for me. Uh, I'm not actively trying to force him onto any of them. So yeah, I would say that if if Rendon, Soto, and Turner were still out for the Nationals, I think he'd be an elite play because they during that period of time every righty was just dominating them. So, but this is not the time for it as much. Uh, let's see if we can get a couple more. How are you approaching Carpenter batting fifth and Fowler batting leadoff? Tried to write that one back in chat. It's mostly uh, I think that it makes I think they're they're both still good plays in both formats. But I think that Fowler is more of a priority now in cash. I think he makes more sense than he did before. And I think that Carpenter is a better tournament play. Probably not quite as good for cash, but still fine. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, I would agree completely. Someone told the Red Sox lineup is out. Uh, Pierce is hitting fifth. Uh, do you have any thoughts on him as, as, a, as a cheapish play? Yeah, I'm playing him over on DraftKings. Um, yeah. <laughs> interested in him uh i don't love i mean i, I don't love that there's going to be ownership on him but because he's really struggled i know he hit his home run yesterday um or was it yesterday or the day before but um i, I i'll play him i am not like excited about it <laughs> someone want to know fam versus cleveland we didn't even really talk too much about bieber but beaver's having himself a pretty good season um you see you know a 30 ish percent strikeout rate uh versus righties versus lefties uh, if you're looking for a low owned play with a little some upside, I think Fam would certainly do that. Um, you know, if you're making a five man stack and you need fillers, and Fam is a low owned guy to differentiate yourself, I think that's fine. But uh, I'm not I'm not actively targeting a, a single uh, Tampa Bay bat today. Yeah, I, it's weird on a small slate. I wouldn't even mind like a mini stack to to counter this. I just feel like this team is elite against power pitching righties. And I would have no problem like playing these guys normally, but on this slate, you just, there's just no reason to, I don't think, I don't think in general, I don't want to pick on Beaver. He's a really good pitcher, but I don't, I'm not playing it. Um, This is a strategy question. I always like these. Uh, How do you play a quintuple up? Do you, would you put your cash game lineup or are you doing something a little different? Somewhere in between cash games and tournaments. I think it'd be pretty close to my cash game lineups because I tend to be a little bit of a more risky type when I have played cash games in, in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I've tended to be more on the taking a little bit more chances maybe than other people would in certain spots. And then it, it, it still ends up evening out a lot, but like going way up and way down like I do in tournaments. So I, I, I would probably stick to something similar to my cash lineup. I, I would definitely play a tournament type of lineup. Uh, you're trying to win one out of, you know, one out of five times. Uh, you know, is well, not your break even with the rake, but you know, you one out of four times if you cash in those, you're you're coming out ahead. And uh, you know, if you make a good cat, a lot of a lot of cash game lineups, right? I'll be you'll just squeak above the field, you'll end up right below the field. That doesn't really do it in quintuple ups for me. Uh, I, w- I would tend to make a, a tournament lineup and um, 
kind of go that way. So um, my, my tournament or my cash games are usually a, a little bit too chalky for me to want to put into a quintuple. Yeah. If you're going to make a tournament lineup though, and just, don't just put it in the quintuple, up, put it in a tournament too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would agree with something like that. Uh, best stack to score the most points tonight. I mean, question from YouTube. Well, yeah, that's what I want to know. I want to know that too. So I'm, it's, it's hard. It's not just, it's which team scores the most points too, but you, uh, you know, if you think next level is trying to think of what the field is doing and if all the fields on Colorado and you can kind of see that a little bit, it's not all on Colorado cause it's a big slate. Um, but is Colorado, you know, Bobby really liked Milwaukee. Um, which is 20. No, no, no. I like Philly better than Milwaukee. So you like liked Philly. Philly. I think our Philly ownership is probably a little low, but is Colorado, we're basically projecting Colorado. If you think of it this way, are they five or six times as likely to score more runs than Philadelphia tonight? I would say no, probably not five or six times. No. Yes. But that's what the ownership and the right. tournament is, is kind of telling you. So that's how I think about it. So while I'm still going to make a Colorado stack or two, I'm also going to have, you know, I'm going to find some teams on Slate IQ. Again, that's that's more DraftKings related. But I'm going to find some teams I think can score a lot of runs that aren't going to have any ownership. And I'm definitely going to play those because instead of fighting 5,000 other Colorado teams, I'm going to be fighting maybe 500 Philadelphia teams in the same tournament. And, I, and I'd much rather fight 500 teams than 5,000 teams. Good Absolutely. explanation, Bobby. Yes. And by the way, I just wanted to mention, we, I don't know if we mentioned him before on other sites. Um, I totally agree. I just, I didn't realize where Naylor was batting in the San Diego lineup when we talked about that. Um, somehow I didn't notice that. I, I had a ton of interest in him anyway. I didn't realize he was going to be batting sixth. I thought he'd actually be further down in the order. Um, that's a guy you want for value on like DraftKings. And he's not, he can't have any own, can't have that much ownership. There's yeah. a lot of young guys who got called up today. BGO for on the other side of this game. I know he's batting eighth, but he's not another cheap guy. I just wanted to mention those guys before we got off the show because I, I sort of like playing these young prospects before they get to be too expensive. They did a good job touching on it on the on deck podcast today. So I wanted to make sure to mention these young prospects are getting called up left and right. Let's yeah. try and capitalize on them like we did with uh, Riley, uh, some of these other guys. All right, guys, we got to go. Thanks for watching the Yahoo show. Uh, head over there. Play some games tonight and uh, make sure to use all the fun tools we have here at Roto Grinders for you. Uh, Bobby, thanks for coming on the show. I'm Britt. Uh, thanks to all you for watching, and we out ya.
another episode of The Gambling Update presented by U.S. Bets. I'm Eric Raskin. Every week we're covering the biggest breaking news in the U.S. gambling industry. And we start in Louisiana, the Pelican State, soon to be the home of Zion Williamson, most likely, and maybe soon to be the home of legal sports betting and DFS. We just need to wake up state legislators first to the news that they now make telephones that you can carry around in your pocket. They're called cell phones. They do all sorts of fun stuff. Louisiana is advancing a sports betting bill that doesn't include mobile or online betting, which, okay, that's unwise, but there are plenty of states going down that road. But get this, the state also tried to pass daily fantasy sports legislation that would require DFS players to do everything at brick-and-mortar locations. You want to set a lineup or enter a contest? No problem, you just have to go to a riverboat casino or a racetrack and apparently hang out there until lineup launch. Thankfully, this absurd amendment, backed by a special interest group, was removed before the bill advanced. Boy, oh boy, these people need to stop crafting laws when they're a dozen hurricane cocktails deep during Mardi Gras. In other news, West Virginia's on-off relationship with mobile sports betting is about to be on again. The Bet Lucky platform offered the state's only interactive sports betting until it was pulled due to a behind-the-scenes contract dispute in March, but now a bigger name in sports betting. DraftKings is close to launching. DraftKings Sportsbook is partnered with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races, and the West Virginia Metro News reported on Wednesday that testing is complete and a DK Sportsbook soft launch could come as soon as next week. FanDuel and other mobile sportsbooks are expected to follow, but for at least a little while, DraftKings will have a monopoly in West Virginia. And our final news story this week is a non-story. It's the lack of news in Pennsylvania. At a hearing in Harrisburg on April 17th, it was announced that online casino gaming in the Keystone State will kick off July 15th, and that mobile sports betting could start by early May. Well, we're still a long way from July 15th, but early May has come and gone. Mid-May, too. In about a week, it'll be June. And the latest buzz is that we shouldn't expect any mobile sports betting sites to launch in Pennsylvania in the next week. What's the holdup? If, as expected, the first site to launch is Play Sugar House, which already has a fully functional platform in New Jersey, why is this being delayed? Hopefully we'll know more soon. But for now, if you want to place a sports bet in PA, it's still brick and mortar only. That's all for this week's edition of The Gambling Update presented by U.S. Bets. We'll see you again next week.
is going on? Roto Grinders, Dean here. It's Dean sending out a four. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 502 on the East Coast, 202 on the West Coast, 402 Tennessee time, which of course means it's time for the flagship show here at Roto Grinders. It is called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, the chopper of heads, the wearer of copper fits, eater of cereal. What's what head chopper? How are you doing? Got chopper? it. Got it, Dean. Got it. Yeah, we're there. We're here. We're Friday. I love these Friday shows because it's upon us and everybody's all anxious to get to some baseball in the weekend and i really enjoyed this what does that even mean like what's the difference in your life from friday and tuesday yo i mean i've said it before i I don't appreciate the weekends that much i'd rather go monday through friday because you know that's to me that's i get to kick back and nobody's in the house and i don't have to listen to anything but for the regular guy out there who works a nine to five he loves a good friday so i'm here to lead him into his weekend uh on the best possible no dean dean so many things here, D. How about that Toronto series? Wow, what a what a comeback Toronto has forged, and now they're on the verge of beating this historic team in Milwaukee. This is this is this is big stuff here, Dean. This is big news. We cannot gloss over this. Uh, yeah, it's a baseball show. It's a fourteen game slate. We'll dig into it in a second, obviously. But uh, yeah, I mean Toronto. Th- th- this is the second and third best team. Well, I guess you're probably going to disagree and say Houston is, but it's been a oh, while. Yeah, since for sure, teams. for sure, Houston's better than these two guys. Ugh, I wouldn't say that. Boy, how, how quickly they forget because you get beat by Golden State. That's a shame. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it, like, definitively. I, I think it's a conversation. How about that? About two weeks ago, I would have said Milwaukee is probably the second-best team, but they have shown major flaws here in these last three games that I think uh, is going to be hard for them to correct anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, three-point variance has obviously been a scuffle there for, for Milwaukee the last six or seven games or so or something like that. They've... Uh, their three-pointers haven't been going down, and obviously they're heavily reliant on that. So, uh, you know, I, I still think – I think we're going to see a game seven. Uh, maybe I'm being uh, ambitious here, but, yeah, I, I think Milwaukee uh, steals game six. I don't know. I guess you're not on board with that. No, it could definitely happen. They're, they're, they're evenly matched here, but, uh, you know, what I will say about it is if Toronto goes out, withstands the early pressure there from uh, Milwaukee – and then they start to get a little bit of a lead, six to eight points somewhere there. I think Milwaukee will totally fold, and then it'll end up being a 20-point game. I will say that. It, you know, I could definitely see it going back to Milwaukee because they're evenly matched, but I think, you know, it, it, at the slightest bit of adversity in game six, they're, they're done. So bet accordingly, guys. Right on cue, uh, yourself and Big T. Big T, of course, popping up in chat because his, uh, well, he's, his anti-Milwaukee takes are all of a sudden starting to come fruition. Although, like – you know, he said that they were going to lose like two rounds ago, probably. Every single round he's probably picked against them outside of Detroit. But, um, you know, what was, he had Boston against them? That didn't go so well, apparently, right? Was it Boston he faced? No, it was Boston versus Toronto. Nonetheless, uh, but he's taking down the six-figure tournament, so what does he care? Uh, yeah, Slack yeah. those DMs if you want to take Milwaukee. But uh, I wonder what the odds are for the series. Are they close to even at this point? I would imagine so. I would imagine Toronto is a small favorite here, but I haven't looked lately, so uh... – it's going to be interesting. Another thing, Dean, you know what else I got here, Dean? What's what's making me excited for today? It's a baseball related? Kind of. It's uh, lineup HQ related. Okay. I I got a laptop and, you know, I've had, I've had, you know, I use a laptop every once in a while. And uh, going to lineup HQ, I was always just stuck on like a very small, I could only see like four or five players in my, on, on my screen because lineup HQ and laptops just really not that compatible. But man, they told me I, I got in. I got in the chat with them, and they they told me yesterday. Well, here's how you solve it. And 
there's a little button you can press on the lineup HQ and it brings up like 15 names and expands all the names and it's just it's just awesome, Dave. So I'm I'm really giddy about that. Well, welcome to 2019, Jonathan. <laughs> oh, don't talk to me about technology, sir. Every every show you're fumbling with your camera and microphones and everything. Don't even start with me. Just so I uh, to clarify, what movie are you gonna watch tonight at the Red Box? What what are you gonna get there? The Upside with Kevin Hart. <laughs> you actually have an answer. We've already got it. I've already got it. I just picked it up, Dean. We've got a actually we have a you theater style. We, have, we have a theater style popcorn maker here at the house. What? I'll let, yeah, you dump the kernels in, butter it up, and and it comes out and you know comes out in the machine. So we're gonna, you know, we do the popcorn and movie, and I got some root beer for the kids. And uh we also have a <laughs> this is really bad. I gotta stop doing this, but we also have a cotton candy making machine so they're gonna make some fine kids movie night we do it up in this we do it up in texas man could i get an invite this sounds like good times you have an extra chair phenomenal times when they drop a good movie like that it's a good time you picked i think i don't think you think he chose well who knows i haven't seen the movie but i my my, uh my expectations are low for what it's worth chop i asked you this pre-show and you had no clue what i was talking about now and i don't know if you're rope doping me or not or give me like a chop fact for your avatar and uh, when you enter games, uh, be it on fans draft on DK and Fandle, do you rock the Roto Grinders badge by chance? You mean uh, the Roto uh, Roto Grinders uh, icon thing? Sure, avatar. That's what the kids call it. Yes, yes, of course, Dean. Of course. <laughs> so as always, we have the road. If you guys rock the Roto Grinders badge, if you do it to do so on uh, on DK and on Fandle, I believe it's a contest that more than five thousand people have enter. Uh, Devin just went ahead and dropped that link for you guys. If you finish in the top ten. Uh, you get yourself a free month of RG Premium. Now, tonight, tonight only, if you uh, enter a very specific contest, Devin's going to drop that link in the chat for you guys, I assume. Not just the Rotor Guys chat, but also the chat there on the YouTube. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Much appreciate that. And feel free to join us here on uh, Rotor Grinders, rotorgrinders.com. Uh, it's a FanDuel contest, the MLB Squeeze tonight. And whoever finishes top there tonight, Chopper, uh, that wears the RG badge, uh, you know, you can get yourself a free hat and a free T-shirt, like so. And are you wearing the hat? We can put, well, you won't get this one exactly, but you'll get your a fresh one, a fresh Rotor Grinders T-shirt. <laughs> Sounds good, Dean. Sounds great. <laughs> get in there with those avatars. Well, you already have it, and you're probably not eligible. And like, well, let somebody else win it anyway, because you probably know a guy that can get you a free hat. I assume, right? I know, I know a couple guys. Dean, that's that's all good. That sounds great. I hope everybody gets in there, get your uh, RG avatar, get those prizes. Can't beat it. But we're we're, glo- we're glossing over the headlines here, Dean, which is Gr- Grant Neifer. No, Neifer. Hang I on, think it's Neifer. You had it right the first time. Uh, yeah. All right. I, forgot. I haven't done a show with him in so long. I forgot. But Grant's in chat, and I mean, I don't know if you saw it yesterday, but Aaron Rodgers tried to chug a beer. He was pretty putrid at it. But then Grant. In a time time lapse, man, my man got on there and took down Bakhtiari, the the chugging guy from Milwaukee. He just, I, I mean, so I think I, somebody came on Twitter a couple months ago and said something about they know a guy who could beat Grant. And chug- I haven't seen a guy in my lifetime that's as good of a beer chugger as Grant, and I'll put my money on that. I'll put my house note on that. Okay. I mean, yeah, I happened to see that. It was it Aaron Rodgers? And I think Kristen Yelich part took as well, right? Did he? Oh. Yeah, I think he partook also, and uh, he's been dealing with the back. Maybe that helped his back out, but uh, you know, I, I, he was supposed to come back today. I've not seen the Milwaukee lineup just yet. I presume he's in the lineup, so uh, and I, I also presume he kind of, you know, maybe only had like one or two. He didn't want to go too, uh, go too hard because seeing today's a uh, day game, obviously, for him. Let's see, is Yelich, uh, he is back. Okay, as expected against Ikoff, uh, 
uh, as far as cracking the lineup. So, but uh, yeah, that was good times. And only in Milwaukee are they going to have that. Like that, that, that kind of thing's not going to go down to our cities, right? As far as beer chugging. What, um, what cities can have a beer chugging contest? I'm sure, I'm sure plenty of cities actually chug beer, Dean. I'm sure, I'm sure it's not just exclusive to Milwaukee, but you know what I'm saying. Dean. It's the chalk is my point. We got Yisman. Yisman is in chat, and he really wants a copy of the book I have. And so, Yisman, if you finish first place in that tournament tonight on FanDuel, the book is yours, man. I'm going to give it to you. Give him. Can you give him Groot, too? Is Groot available? No, Groot is – Groot is – Dean, why are you trying to offer my personal stuff <laughs> for free to people on the Internet? It's mine, Dean. I'm giving him the book, though, if he finishes in first place. We haven't seen Groot in a while. Is Groot still lurking, or he only comes around during body parts time during NBA season? Man, Groot's here, man, but it ain't basketball season, so Groot don't be messing around with him. Groot, he Groot hibernates during baseball. Baseball is boring as hell. <laughs> Baseball's not boring. Oh, it's so so terrible, but it's fine. We're here. We're going to make some money, though. Is football exciting? Because there's like eight oh, minutes of action and three and a half hours. Football is the pinnacle, Dean. Oh. The difference is that what happens is you don't get worn out on football because you've only got 17 weeks anyway, so – and then they space it out such that you really have that one big slate once a week. It's day after day after day. That just, just wears on you, man. Like, like well, Ryan, man. Terrible. Uh, football, three plays, run it into the ground three separate times, you punt. Uh, all of a sudden, the team gets the ball, they run one play, and then it's the end of the fourth quarter. We go back to another commercial. I can talk to the Red Zone channel, but Island Games is just I cannot talk to. That's like the stone worst. But that, that's a whole other conversation we'll talk about. Uh, during football season, of course, most shows do that. But uh, let's talk about tonight's slate. You may not think about baseball is all that exciting, Chopper, but tonight's slate, this is a sexy one, is it not? G give me the overview. Give, give me the screenshot. What are you looking at? Because we got a chorus game for the total of around seven because the Baltimore pitching staff is going to be throwing baseballs and cores, and they are dreadful. Let's see if they have – oh, 6.57 is, is, is the current uh, total for that Colorado side. We don't know the lineup since Jeff for Colorado, but obviously that can dictate the slate. But the other part of that, Chopper, is we live in the world of a salary cap, and we have all these elite stud pitchers taking the bump. So how do you roster stud pitchers and Colorado uh, sticks? How are you going to make that work? Is that a rhetorical question? No, I, I was hoping you'd partake in the conversation. How are you going to roster stud pitchers and course field bats? Yes. Well, That's you know, a real, if you're asking balance. me, how are you going to handle that balance? Yo, you got to choose, Dean. You ain't going to get over here. You're not going to get all that stuff in your lineup. We live in the world of a salary cap, my friend. And you just can't do it, Dean. You just can't. I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna coin that phrase. We live in the world of the salary cap. Okay. Yeah, that's, that feels that's pretty good. I've never heard that before. Yeah, you Put can't that do it. That's, that's the decision you got to make, and that's why uh, you know when you asked me to highlight some players pre-show in the production meeting, that's why I gave you who I gave you. Okay, so we're gonna talk about Stell. We'll talk about Chris Stell. We'll talk about Robbie Ray. We'll talk about Bieber, uh, Barrios, and Syndergaard four, and that's the one I want to talk about, but. The, the, the guy that kind of popped for you, which, you know, it, it's in the conversation for me. And I, I assume you're leading on the ballpark, leading on the opponent. Uh, one of your favorite pitchers amongst these elite today. And uh, I would say he's amongst the elite more so because of uh, who he's facing and where he's pitching. But you got Robbie Ray for me? Yeah, I got Robbie Ray. Now, the price tag on FanDuel is a lot more attractive than fa Fantasy Draft and DraftKings, just to start off. He's, right. he's pretty high price on the other sides, and that's fine. Uh, but just in general, second, he's got the second lowest team total against him tonight. And we all, we know he has high upside. He's about a 30% K rate guy. But it's the matchup against San Francisco who is against – I mean, they're just bad in general. But then against left-handers, they're even worse. They stepped down to like second to last in Major League Baseball against left-handers in 
power, isolated power, weighted runs, creative plus. Uh, they're just not a good offense. And plus, the ballpark, they're playing in a, a ballpark that favors pitching big time. So the price tags on DraftKings and, and Fantasy Draft make it make it tougher. But specifically on FanDuel, he is the guy I would absolutely lock in over the, the guys who are two grand more than him. Yeah, I, I like it more so as a play on FanDuel as well. On DK, on Fantasy Draft, I probably won't get there. I understand why you're going to roster him. It's just... Uh, and also, the one thing I'm fan of, it's a hiccup to some degree, is like he just doesn't go deep in games. He tends to labor. He tends to just waste pitches out there sometimes. Sometimes he can get a little wild. Uh, so that, that QS, the quality starts important. You want to grab those points if you can. And it's no lock. He's going to pitch six innings, uh, especially when you compare him to guys like Sale and Snell, uh, the Beebs. Uh, those guys are projected to go longer for what it's worth. And I'm not really getting a discount uh, so much on DK, so much on uh, fan draft, like you said, there is this discount on FanDuel, which makes it pretty appealing, and you're going to want to get an extra Coors bat in there, too, uh, especially that Colorado side. But, Chop, I don't know what to do with Syndergaard. Uh, he hasn't been, like, spectacular, right? He's been a little up and down. He hasn't been the elite pitcher necessarily want him to be. Uh, you can say he's been uh, unlucky to some degree. 4-5 ERA, that's not good. The Sierra says 3-7-1, so he's been a little bit unlucky with that. 3-7-2 uh, XFIP as well. But the, the home and the fly ball rate's pretty standard. The, the Babbitt's pretty standard. You know, 314 Babbitt, that's pretty standard. 13.1% home and the fly ball rate, pretty standard. But he's facing the Detroit team that strikes out a ton, that loses their DH, that's heavily right-handed. Uh, like, this should, be the, this should be the matchup where, where Syndergaard, you know, uh, gets a peak performance. And amongst all these top pitchers, he seems like the best dollar-for-dollar dollar play. He's the cheapest amongst the elite. So, for my cash games, uh, for, you know, two-pitcher sites, the way he's priced on DK, the way he's priced on fantasy draft, I think Syndergaard's my favorite, and that's I'm a little bit concerned, but, like, I probably shouldn't be. It's just that he's not been the guy I want to be. Am I trying to make it happen? The swinging strikes haven't really been there either. I don't know what to do, but as of right now, I think uh, Thor is my guy in cash. On, on the two sites that we're highlighting here, DraftKings and Fantasy Draft, he is the – the cheapest of you, like you said, the elite pitchers up there, Snell, Sale, Ray, Syndergaard. I mean, maybe you could throw Barrios in there, whatever you want to say. The, the elite guys, he's the cheapest one on those sites that I would uh, think about rostering. So because of that, and, and then basically the only, I mean, the one that sums it up is Vegas. Unless that's changed on me here in the last hour and a half, Vegas has Detroit as a, you know, coming in at an implied team total of uh, around 2.6, which is very, very low. You don't, you don't see many of those in Major League Baseball these days. So, yeah, that's all I need to know about Syndergaard. I'll, I'll be fine taking a chance on him. Yeah, I gave it the refresh. We're looking at the negative 130. They're minus 130. It's a monster number for, as far as Syndergaard. It's not like it's because of his offense, because half his offense is hurt. And if you look at that Mets lineup, it's pretty dreadful. Uh, you know, actually, is in there. J.D. Davis, Fraser, Alonzo is actually a real stick, but you got Ramos batting fifth. Go go Carlos Gomez, who like you know talented guy at one point, but obviously he's in the back end of the bell curve in his career. Uh, just brought up from the minors uh, and the Tigers. You know, Soto is nothing special, and the, that bullpen's nothing special. That's so. And obviously, again, you pull up that Detroit lineup as far as lefties versus righties. We're seeing uh, what two lefties up top. Otherwise, it's a pile of righties. And you know, this season the number is not great. Twenty six point two percent is good. It's better than average, but it doesn't pop. It's not elite as far as K's this year for, for Thor. Um, but, again, he should get a bump against Detroit, and not just that. He gets to see Detroit. Negative ballpark shift for Detroit, jumping from uh, Comerica into New York, and they lose their DH, re replaced by Soto. However, if that's he gets, probably just one. Uh, I have to lean on, on Thor. And I, I know you like the bat. Uh, Cardi is the bat. And uh, 
after I did my research, I was curious to see like where I kind of lined up as far as the projections and he's Cardi is all in on Thor. I'm sure, I'm sure you've noticed this that the difference between Thor and everybody else. I was surprised. There's a big gap. Is there not? Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm not surprised. And yeah, there's, I mean, he'll, you know, sometimes uh, the bat really favors certain players in certain spots and this is one of those times. So you, you kind of take that with a, a, a bit of a grain of salt when it's that big of a gap. It just tells me that uh, there's factors there that he really likes Syndergaard and that don't that the other guys don't have. So I'm willing to uh, trust his judgment there. And uh, definitely, like I said, Syndergaard on draft key or on uh, draft, DK and fantasy draft is the guy you go to because he's just a touch cheaper than – I mean, he's about 2,500 cheaper than Blake Snell on fantasy draft. Uh, ooh, that's a big difference right there. You're saving a big difference and you're getting a great pitcher. So, yeah, cash games, he's the lock on those sites. Uh, Blake Snell has the biggest swinging strike rate in all of baseball at 19.2%. That just jumps off the board. That's pretty awesome. Uh, we're talking about a K percentage of 37.8% for Snell as well, too. Uh, I believe I fired up the uh, the lineup HQ. We have a uh, confirm this for me, uh, Chopper. I'm not sure everything look as far as the umpire data. I, just, I think we have a pitcher's extreme umpire for both Snell uh, and uh, you know, that matchup and, and the, the Beavs. So you got to like both those guys. And then, of course, there's Chris Sale out there who's just been striking out the world. People said that Chris Sale is dead, essentially, and that's obviously – uh, he's recovered from that last time out, 10 Ks before that 17, before that 14, before that 10. Now he's facing eight. He disappointed eight against Tampa, 10 before that. Uh, now he's facing a Houston team that, you know, is one of the best hitting teams in all of baseball and facing left-handers. Uh, and, you know, they got George Springer back in the lineup too, which definitely bolsters that lineup to some degree. What do we do with sale? I mean, I think it's just a cop out, but that I relegate him to tournaments only. I think that's where I'm at right now. But if you want to play in cash, sure. Uh, I just don't really want to pick on the Astros too much, but if you're going to do it, do it with sale, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's not many pitchers that are going to start that you're going to want to play against Houston. He's one of the very few, and that's only because he's obviously seems like he's rediscovered himself. So, yeah, I think, uh, but being the second highest priced guy on the two sites that we're dealing with, that takes some of the shine off of that. You you would have loved for him to get a bump down in salary with the tough matchup, but that's not the case. So with that, it's going to be tougher to, uh, to fire him up. And I certainly don't think it's a cat with all these other guys. It's not a cash game play too many other really good pitchers on the slate, but in tournaments, man, yeah, there's always that chance that he goes out there and uh, strikes out. I mean, if this were a different team, I'd put, I'd put him in double digit strikeouts, but against Houston, who makes it a little bit tougher. I think he still gets, I think he still gets over that, up over that eight mark in strikeouts. So, I'm good with him, but you know what? The reason why I wouldn't do it in cash games, Houston's been known to uh, have some success against him in the past, so that's what would keep him off my cash game radar. We got extreme hitters umpire there as well, too, for what it's worth. And, uh, Chop, I just fired up the uh, the Roto Grinders lineup HQ. This is kind of interesting, too. All these good pitchers, picks tonight. Snell, Sale, Ray, the Beebs. We haven't even talked about Barrios yet, uh, Thor there. Uh, as far as the K-Props, uh, the projections of the, the total K prop, the biggest number is sale at eight and a half K as far as the total, the under over, uh, the over under, depending on how you want to say that. Uh, and then, there, then there's just a cluster of guys at six and a half. So Chris Sale is uh, projected to strike out two more than everybody else. Of course, there's a, uh, you know, as far as the, the Snell, like there's over on the juice at minus 200 for what it's worth. Uh, there's over on the Syndergaard juice as well at minus 167. Beaver at minus 155. But what are your thoughts as far as, uh, you know, Sale kind of separating himself when it comes to the K projection, and obviously K's are king. 
I mean, it's recency bias for sure. Seeing this out, seeing how well he's pitched lately, but I mean, I don't know. You know, it's tough. It's tough, Wendy. It's like one of those things where you get a you get a matchup like this that comes along every once in a while where somebody's going to have to one of those really good facts is going to have to eat the dust tonight. Either Sale is not going to get the strikeouts that he's been getting, or the Houston lineup is going to get struck, struck it out more than we, you know the numbers say they should. So I don't know, Dean. Tough one. Uh, so what do you think of Jose Barrios? I kind of mentioned him in the conversation as well. And I think he joins, I think he deserves to be in the conversation kind of like Ray because of the matchup and because of, uh, you know, the opponent here, potential pay upside. We know Barrios historically much better at home than he is on the road. And he's facing a Chicago team that strikes out at what, 24.3% collectively. That's a, that's a pretty big number as far as his K percentage. We're going to 24.8% the last two years, not a monster number, but pretty solid. Uh, as far as this season specifically, it's 23.1%. Uh, and again, th- this is also a team that doesn't walk. We're talking about 7.1% collectively as far as a walk percentage outside of Makata and Alonzo. Basically, nobody else on that team is willing to take a walk. Uh, it's nice to see. Well, Tilson leading off is not a particularly good hitter. Uh, there is some power, sure. Mankata, Abreu, Amenez is starting to break out the rookie uh, that came with a, a ton of uh, you know, promise. Where do you have Barrios in the conversation? Because I think I like him more than most today. Yeah, maybe maybe you probably like him just a tad bit more than me in terms of, uh, you know, putting a lot of money on the line with Barrios just because I'm, I think he's a GPP option. I don't think I could use him in anything, any other format. And that that's only because he's half – he's probably going to come in at half the ownership of Syndergaard and Blake Snell on DraftKings and Fantasy Draft. So he's worth a shot there. Who do you prefer, Snell or Beeps? Oh, man. For the price tag, I probably – oh, God, that's so tough. I mean, Blake Snell's the the safer choice by far, but we're we're, pull, we're showing, like, less than 5% ownership on, on Bieber, and you save money. So, I definitely – tournaments – man, in tournaments, this, this is one of those nights for me where in tournaments you just kind of – you build you build a good core, you build a good team. Maybe you have a second pitcher you really like lower in the salary, and then you just cycle through – these studs because it there's no like nobody can really predict which one of these guys is going to go off for 12 strikeouts tonight and throw eight innings it's just they're all so good some of these matchups are really solid also there's really not outside of sale there's not a bad matchup in the bunch so I don't know it's just it's really spread out but the ownership may dictate it Bieber at around four percent ownership where Syndergaard's 32 going to be almost 30 percent more owned and that you know I may I may be thinking about Beaver in tournaments. Yeah, I, I like that idea. Like, get your core or get your stack or just, you know, build the hitters you like and just swap the – just shuffle those pitchers in and out because I, I, I agree. It's really hard to predict, and I, I think I like Rios more than most. I'm not really sure what, what I'm doing by SP2. I like when I can, when I can make it work as far as doubling down on elite arms and cash games. Uh, I, it, it, today the question is at what cost? Because, you know, the Rockies are out there facing that Detroit, uh, you know, terrible – uh, you know, the, the arms there for the Tigers are pretty awful. So I don't want to miss out too much on the stories on the Arenados of the world. And of course, you, again, the salary cap, yada, yada, yada. You got to make some tough decisions. Um, you know, we didn't even mention Bueller. Bueller is a good pitcher. He, to me, he just feels like victim of the slate. There's too many other options. He's not a big enough discount for me. So it's just a pass. And of course, this Pittsburgh team, uh, they don't strike out a ton. So I, I can't get there. Uh, canning, I think, is pretty interesting versus the Texas. Of course, there's some power lurking there. Uh, I, I, you know, he's a good rookie, obviously. He's looked, looked, shown some promise for sure. 
I, the mid-tier pitchers are just not good, Chop. I don't know what to do here. Uh, I'm, I'm in a, a bit of a quandary. So you, you help me out. Who's your favorite mid-tier pitcher amongst, like, the Icoffs? I would roster Icoff. Lucchese? Right. Well, before I even get into that, Dean, I did want to point out, I forgot, to, I wanted to point this out before we even got started, but I'll do it now. Speaking of cycling through pitchers with multiple rosters, yeah. DraftKings. DraftKings has this 200K tournament tonight for $10, a $10 buy-in, right? The most intriguing part is they listen to some feedback on the payout structure. And this isn't perfect, but man, it is really approaching perfect. Just a couple tweaks here, but $10, the mini spring series, $10, 200K total. It's uh, 10% up top. I like that. Only only uh, 28% to the top 10. So we're spreading it out there. Ninth place is only, ninth place is 10% of first place, which I'd like it to drop down a little. I'd like like 10th place to be 10% of first place. But that's getting nitpicky. It's a really good payout structure. Please go fill that thing up, too, so they keep on running good payout structures like that for us. It's not even filled up. It's still in the DraftKings lobby, only 10 bucks. So as far as your next uh, – that, uh, that other question about the mid-tier, I don't know where you cut it off at. But uh, for me, out of all the guys that are below that elite range we just talked about, uh, that middle part there, my favorite guy is probably – I mean, I hate to say it, but I, I'm, I'm with you. I, nothing really appeals to me, but Drew Pomerantz actually is a guy I may. Mm-hmm. He's incredibly cheap on DraftKings, 7,200, only 14.8 on Fantasy Draft. Out of all those guys in that range, after Walker Bueller, he's got the lowest team total against him. It's that same uh, ballpark we talked about earlier. He has, he has upside. You know, he's showing upside. And uh, actually, when you pull up the weather, the weather uh, edge by Kevin Roth, as if you needed any extra motivation to play a pitcher in San Francisco, the weather edge is telling us that in this particular weather, runs and home runs are down even more than they typically are. So I think Drew Pomerantz, I, in fact, on DraftKings, man, why, I, I would almost do a, you know, a little Pomerantz game stack, pitcher stack with, uh, with your boy, Robbie Ray, and, you know, hope it's a one to nothing final or something like, which is very possible. Razor boy, uh, he's flying on Fando. I don't like him so much on DK Fans Draft. And, but you mentioned uh, as far as flat payouts, I pulled up Fans Draft's uh, feature contest tonight, the home run, uh, 7,500 as far as the prize, prize pool, 25 hours to jump in there. Uh, and out of 7,500, 1,000 the first. So I like that. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, I don't like when they put like a third top. You know, Dean, I, I said that the other day. Like, when first thing you guys should be, if you're watching this and, you know, you're, you're somewhat new or, you know, you need that help. Like the best help I can give you is you get that RG extension that shows you the numbers on tournaments. If you pull up a tournament and you see it's 33% to first place, just X out. Don't play it. You can't build bankrolls like that. You'll lose your money in a heartbeat. Not everybody's big T and can absolutely not <laughs> all the time. You're going to lose your money before you ever have a chance to build it. Get into those contests Nothing overlays anymore. We don't have that luxury like it did back in the day. So the next best thing you can do is get good payout structure, and that's what you got to look for. Yeah, the, the Google Chrome extension, it's free. Look look for it. Uh, you know, just go ahead and search that. Nicole's built them. Those are pretty awesome. Uh, and also, like, if you're a premium member, you can also see, you know, uh, all sorts of things. that You can get your RG premium stuff right there on the page as well, too, which is pretty cool. Uh, as far as other guys in the mid, mid-tier, like, Nicholas has no upside, but he's, like, a decent pitcher. He's just not going to strike anybody out. Uh, I think people are going to be rostering McGowan just because he's facing the Marlins. He's not good. Uh, he's a 27-year-old, essentially rookie. 
uh, as Cheese wrote in his article today, it's like this guy's facing children, more or less, like 19, 20 year olds or so. And he's 27 years old. There's a reason why we haven't seen him yet because he's not very good. But he is basically, he's going to feel right at home facing the Marlins because that's essentially a minor league team anyways. Um, I don't know how deep he's going to go necessarily. He did strike out 11 his last time out in the minors and what, five and a third or so. And he only threw 68 pitches, which I thought was weird. Like they, they gave him the hook at like 68 pitches in the middle of an inning, uh, you know, struck out 11 guys. It's just because he's facing the Marlins, basically. And he is a favorite for what it's worth, too. Uh, I, don't want him to, I, I don't want him to be heavily owned if I'm rostering him, but it's just bad. The mid-tier is just gross. There's just too many good pitchers going today. I'm like, Thornton, I don't hate against San Diego because there is, there is some camp side there. I don't like the ballpark. I don't like San Diego grabbing a DH, but there is some camp side there, so I might uh, do that to kind of open things up. But otherwise, job, I got nothing for you. I can't get excited about any of these guys. I mean, I'm looking through about – 10 names, the next 10 names, and Drew Pomerantz was the only one that I found to be an acceptable choice. Otherwise, it does, yeah, you're right. It just doesn't, doesn't do anything. Yeah, uh, Fulton Nevich, uh, at least his velocity was up last time out. But uh, if, you look at, if you look at Weather Edge, Weather Edge is kind of popping today uh, in St. Louis, and I believe even Vegas has kind of reacted to that. I want to say it's a 10 total in that game, at least it was earlier today. Is that game yeah. still a 10? Nine and a half. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, when I see a, when I see a pitcher in Vegas assigns a huge total and then a huge opposing team total, like as much as I, I may think, you know, that pitcher is a decent pitcher, I got to do a double take. And sometimes that weather in St. Louis, just like Kevin Roth has stated today, that weather in St. Louis is sneaky good for hitters. So I, I have to pass on him just based on what Vegas is telling me. 77 game sample size, according to Weather Edge, uh, you get a 23.7% increase in homers based upon 77 games. With the previous weather conditions, 24.8% increase in runs and an increase in 21.8% as far as ERA. So, yeah, it's, it's hot. And it's, it's expected for the ball to be jumping there today. So, St. Louis is really uh, an interesting side there. And, again, Miklos doesn't miss bats. So, don't ignore the Braves either. St. Louis is a team total of over 5, 5.22 currently. Chop, let's talk some hitters. We're going to go around the horn in a second. But before we do that, uh, your favorite hitter in course, who is that? Yeah, it's the decision, like you've already said, was uh, you're going to pay up for pitching all the way and, and get and get those studs. And then if that's the case, you got to sacrifice Colorado. I prefer to play Colorado, and I prefer Arenado is just an absolute lock and load typically when he faces off against a left-hander at home, especially one that I would consider average at best. So Arenado, and, and it's a tight squeeze because Trevor Story has also been putting up some incredible numbers the last couple of years at home against left-handers. But Arenado's just been Mr. I mean, his numbers against lefties are historical. So I, every time I get a situation like this, I've got to get that guy. And I know he's going to be chalky. We'll pull up the numbers here in a minute But as far as ownership. But I'm okay with that. In fact, maybe some of the big pitching, pitching is going to maybe take a little bit of that ownership away from uh, – course field which would be good for us if we're playing if we're playing that stack so yeah that's my guy man always going to be a little Arenado action for me when he's in a spot like this so I'm trying to do both I'm trying to get away with good pitchers and hitters from course field and a way to do that I think <clears throat> well we have we don't have the lineup just yet for Arizona but I'm excited about a couple of players coming back today or making their debut today rather uh, Kevin Crone is a uh is, you know you know CJ Crone this is a better version of CJ Crone at least in the minors he's got a ton of pop uh 21 homers so far this year I understand he's in San Francisco, but his price is super, super cheap. Uh, he's 3-1 on DK. I think he's 5-8 or 5-7 or so uh, on fantasy draft. I don't believe he's in the player pool on fantasy. Is that his son? 
No, it's his brother. How old do you think C.K. Cronin is? <laughs> He's still never know these days, man. The kids are getting started younger. Yeah, sure. But C.K. Cronin, well, yeah, I guess so. Um, but uh, again, we don't know. They're, they're talking about Walker's been faltering of late, so I want to see who draws a start out there. Uh, initially, they said that he's going to come up to like be like a pinch hitter, like I give Walker a rest here and there. But they're also suggesting that eventually Crone's going to take him over. Like, why call the kid up if you're not going to play him? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm really hoping he draws a start. But one guy we know is starting. Speaking of somebody's son, a Hall of Famer son, Chop. I imagine when you were a youngster. You were a big Craig, Craig Biggio fan. Is that correct? Yes, extremely. Like that was my growing up was uh, Killer Bees. Yes, the the Biggio, Bagwell, even Derek Bell, we could kick him in there too. Uh, yeah. It what was, about Pat Elvis, uh, Lance Berkman? He was a little bit after that original Killer Bee surge. Like it, like he came up just a, a few years after that. And then there was Beltran. Carlos Beltran had yeah. that incredible October one year and almost almost took us to a world title. But uh, yeah, those guys, Biggio, man. Yeah, those guys are definitely so – they're ingrained in my memory from my childhood. So his kid has drawn the start today. Of course, he's batting eighth. That's not particularly great. But Lucchese's been bowling over to, uh, you know, uh, well, I understand. Look, again, I understand Bezos a lefty too, but I just don't care. I get excited about it. Uh, you know, he, this guy hit 25-20 last year as far as homers and stolen bases. Uh, jack in a bag potential. This year he has uh, like six and five. Uh, you know, he's got some pop. He's got some wheels. He's really, really cheap. Uh, he kind of makes things work. And, like, he's kind of one of the guys I'm looking at to potentially – uh, get me some big uh, starting pitchers and at least a piece or two in fours. Let's go around the horn chop. Of course, I'm fans chopping off the roster a catcher, but I'm DK. They force you to do that. Uh, give me your favorite catcher. Again, we live in the world of a salary cap, so it's really, really hard to roster a guy like Gary Sanchez, but like he's been hitting just absolutely walloping righties, especially this year. And, you know, he's facing Junas, who is Dorf. He's a fly ball guy, and Sanchez is a fly ball guy as well, too. And we got a team total at 5 4 for a reason as far as the Yankees side. If you have all the money in the world, yeah, Sanchez is a great play out of my Grandal as well. But is this a spot we're looking to save some salary? This is always a spot. This particular position is almost always a spot where I'm going to look to save salary and a lot of people are going to look to save salary. And that's fine. That's kind of the thing I think you do. But like I told you earlier, the baseball is fishy sometimes. Like there is no reason why no, why Gary Sanchez – you know, in a vacuum, couldn't go out tonight and hit two home runs while, while Arenado hits screaming line drives right at people and goes 0 for 4. That's just baseball, right? So you can get one guy at 3% owned, Gary Sanchez. The other guy is going to be double digits. But so that's the way baseball's funny like that. But I prefer to save a little money here. Can't quite do that. So the, the guy I'm looking at is Austin Hedges. Uh, you know, he's the cheapest guy, about 2.8K there on DraftKings that, and the salaries are pretty correlated with fantasy drafts, so he's cheap over there too if you wanted to play that, which we don't because he's a catcher. You don't want to play a catcher on fantasy draft. But the cheapest guy who actually can be productive tonight, I think, is Austin Hedges. That's where I'm going to go. I don't see any totally men's salary catchers, but against Thornton in a good hitter's park like Toronto, I can roll some hedges out there and, and save a little money. Yeah, I think those like it's either Hedges or, or Jansen. Like the catcher in that game is probably the punt. Uh, otherwise, like there's just nothing out there that's exciting. Grandall in the middle. Yeah, the one. You, you could always go to the old reliable, almost min salary Jeff Mathis. But man, I don't think he's ever gotten a hit in his career. <laughs> he came through for me last week. Uh, he, he hit a ball down the line and got like a double out of it or something yeah, like that. Did, did Mathis crack jumping jacks, man? After that one, because he never. I was very excited. 
Uh, he's 2.1K on DK, so I would be I would be enthused to, to say the salary there if he cracks it. And Maldonado's 2.4K versus Green uh, and that bullpen there for New York. I don't mind that. Again, it's not like you like him. It's just that he helps you get the players you actually like. And, uh, you know, talking about the, you know, the field conditions today in St. Louis as far as as far as uh, the ball we suspect will carry. I don't mind Yadier. He's pretty cheap. And then McCann on the other side versus Miklas, who does not miss bats. And he says, particularly one over against lefties, I understand Brian McCann, not what he used to be. But I don't know how, I don't know if he has to be necessarily versus Miklas. Uh, first base, much more appealing. Uh, unfortunately, at first base, there's no Chris Davis. I thought that would be fun to roster him out today. But that's not happening in cores. It's probably crushing batting practice, though. Uh, is the chalk Mark Reynolds? Uh, are you asking me or are you looking at the percentages? I'm not looking at it. I'm not, I, I haven't looked at the ticket. I don't know. Is it chalk? Uh, yeah, he might be in course field, if a relatively good salary compared to the guys up top. But for me, uh, the chalk should be, I think, Paul Goldschmidt. I think I'd take uh, the quality of player in Goldschmidt over the quality of Reynolds, even though Reynolds has good matchup, good ballpark and all. We've already talked about the weather in St. Louis being sneaky good for hitters. Uh, so he's got a big team total, you know, only 40. He's actually cheaper than Mark Reynolds. So Paul Goldschmidt is probably the number one guy I'm looking to get in there in cash games and looking at the ownership projections that I see in right now, and I need to refresh it, but I'm not seeing any, any first baseman exceed 8% anyway. So I think we're good on ownership. You say 8%? Mark Reynolds looks like the top guy at first base eligible at only 8%. I think you got to give it a refresh there, refresh there, Chopper. Okay. Well, let me give it a – wake up from his nap finally? Yeah. I'm seeing Pierce at the top at 17%. You know, he's facing a lefty. He's got a positive lineup spot. And, you know, he's aiming at those Crawford boxes. And he's coming up a homer, which he hasn't really done so much this year. He's been a disaster. But he is cheap. And, you know, it's always worth noting when a, when a ready comes in, Moreland might uh, I got you. Uh, but I'm seeing Pierce and then Carpenter again. Carpenter and Goldie. And, of course, Kendrys Morales, who's been cheap for a while now, is still pretty cheap there against Kansas City. But – Reynolds versus Goldie is a really tough question for me, and I don't. I might chop those because that's just sort of what I do. I don't like making these, you know, coin flips. He's fifty-one forty-nine sometimes. Uh, otherwise, anything else that's worth noting as far as first, or you want to jump to? Uh, I will say this: Matt Adams on FanDuel is really cheap uh, against Lopez on DK and fans draft, not so much. But Matt Adams is, I think, like two-two or two-three over there. Which uh, if you're going to spend up on a pitcher, if you're going to get some cores, Matt Adams helps you get there. You got anything else for me at first, or shall we talk about good old second base, the old Keystone position? Yeah, that's about it. Let's go to second base. Fire away. Yeah, again, you know, the top guys are very expensive. It's hard to fit Colorado in there with these guys. So uh, I think we got to look to save some money. Uh, if he ends up making the lineup, Odor is always a solid bet at second base to have a, a home run. So And he's sub 4K, which is tough to find on this slate with these second basemen in these matchups. Everybody else is quite a bit more expensive. Out there in Pittsburgh, if you wanted to go Enrique Hernandez, he's sub 4K. That's that's my cutoff point. I kind of don't want to go over a certain amount of money at second base. I just don't find – I think raw projection, I would probably say Mustakos is the best on the board. But, boy, you're paying for it, and you can't – you just can't get a good pitcher, a couple course field bats, and then go Mustakos also at 4,800. So, I got to get below, below 4K or, or that neighborhood. You could go out for 3,800, go out there to uh, Chad Pender against a left-hander. That's kind of like where he made his mark was against left-handers. So Chad Pender at 3,800, if he makes the lineup, I've not seen a lineup yet, but so yeah, that's where I want to go less than 4k. And those are, I think the best opportunities for home runs at that salary. 
Pinder, another guy that really fits a Fanduel build. I think he's like two three or two four, maybe two five over there. <clears throat> we project him about second there against the block. Uh, VR uh, leading off there versus Hoffman. This is a ballpark that's built for VR speed. He absolutely, you know, he's got a real shot at hitting a double, real shot at hitting a triple in those gaps. We talk about how Coors is a great field, and it's it's not the greatest field for home runs. It's a good field for home runs, but it's best for singles, doubles, and triples just because the outfit is so huge and it can hit those gaps, uh, which VR's got a decent shot at doing. So uh, I don't mind him, and it's kind of a big spin. But, you know, assuming they do fairly well, he should get his, his five at bats, which is nice. Uh, otherwise, you know, uh, I don't mind Hira uh, against Eikhoff. I was a little bit higher in the lineup. Of course, Moustakis is a better play, but, you know, again, he is more expensive, a little bit trickier to make that work. And it, it wasn't just uh, Vizio that got the call-up for what it's worth. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel, he got the call-up as well for Toronto. The youth movement is definitely on there uh, against Casey. Uh, let's jump to third base, hot corner. We're prioritizing Arenado, obviously. Give me the pivots away from Nolan Arenado. Dean, I'm going to finish out this show, but I just want to have you know that my Amazon package just arrived at my front door, and this is going to be – I'm very anxious. So, Was it discreetly – what is it going to be? Do we know what it is? Or uh, Actually, I order so much stuff, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> if you want me to pull up my, my order log, I can – arriving, delivered – oh, it was my adapter. I got an Ethernet adapter. Yeah. Well, that's, that's not too exciting. It's nice yeah, that's not exciting. I thought it was something to do with popcorn, <clears throat> not, so we're good. Something to do with what popcorn, you said? Yeah, well, I always get these. I always get my popcorn paraphernalia. It's either salt or butters or something. You guys got to change it up, dude. It's so good. It's such a good treat. A little popcorn action. All right, third base. Arenado's clearly my guy. I'm going to go there. No doubt about that. So besides him, we're getting a very good price on a very good player, Manny Machado. I struggled a little bit this year, but but a 4.3 is less than most of the guys at this position up top. You're getting a good matchup. I mean, San Diego. You always got to bump up San Diego when they tip, typical games are in uh, San Diego, and now they go to a park like Toronto. That's always good for a guy like Machado. He's actually pretty, probably pretty familiar with this, seeing as how he's from the American League. So he's the guy, if you're going to save money, probably the guy I want to save it on. Uh, I mean, if you want to be totally, like, off, off the board and GPP only, Alex Bregman uh, – he always seems to get a home run off of Chris Sale. I don't know why that seems like that, but as a Houston guy, I always see Bregman off a of sale for a home run. And I think you're going to get him at, like, what is this, less than 1% ownership? Yeah, that, that's GPP kind of stuff right there. I know it's a great pitcher, but sometimes you can do that, man. If you want to uh, spend that money, you go there and, and get that. So, uh, but after that, Vlad. Chop, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to call you out with your, your hashtag chop, chop facts. Uh, Chris Sale versus uh, Alex Bregman in his career is six official bats, two walks. It looks like four real bats, one hit, no dogs. Did you? Are we? We're obviously not counting the playoffs. Oh, okay. Is that what happened in the playoffs? I don't recall. That. I guess that's not in there. He's okay. crushed him in the playoffs. Fair enough. Two shit. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Next time you interrupt, interrupt me with that fake news, Dean, <laughs> I'm going to get my Amazon package and call it a day. And I'm still chalk myself up for the regular rate here. All right. So. 4.3 for Machado is good. Chapman, you could go Chapman against the left-hander for 4.3. Uh, I was uh, Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. is in there. He's swinging a high bat against the left-hander now, 4.2K. Again, if you're not going to Arenado, you might as well just save the money. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at, just those, those uh, four, mid-four-ish guys. By the way, you mentioned uh, Kiki before, Kiki Hernandez and Rick Hernandez. It's kind of worth noting there. Uh, Pittsburgh's long man is expected to be brawl uh, to relieve Feliz. It was the opener. 
Uh, so he's a lefty. So like, Kiki looks a little bit better than he actually is. You know, we can kind of dig in. You prefer him against lefties as opposed to righties. And of course, he's in a Pittsburgh, which is a you know, it's a bad ballpark for for, for ready power. But I guess it's kind of sort of baked into the price. Uh, hit me up with some shortstops. Chop, you're not going to believe us. We're actually running behind on time a little bit. We want to do a get as many questions in as possible from the YouTube world, from the Rotor Runners world. If you guys are asking questions uh, over there, YouTube, the D-Trains would go there. Our, our fabulous multitasking producer is going to copy and paste those and throw them here in the Rotor Runners chat. We'll knock uh, as many questions out as possible before we step aside and make way for crunch time. Before we do that, of course, we're going to do the screen share and show you guys something as far as our premium peak. Uh, talk to me about some shortstops here, Chopper. I mean, my favorite one-two punch of the day is Arenado and Trevor Story. So if you, you know, I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm going to go cheaper pitching and, and get that combo in there. So Trevor Story is my number one guy, but he's expensive. A little bit cheaper, you could go DeJong in that Atlanta game, which should feature some runs. So DeJong's been really good. We could go there. Uh, sifting down the list of guys who are cheaper, Marcus Simeon at 4K. It's probably the cheapest guy I see on the board with a realistic chance to have as good of a game as anybody uh, against the left-hander LeBlanc. So Simeon's there. Supposedly he gets in the lineup. We, have, we don't have an official lineup, I don't think, just yet. So that's the guy. Otherwise, I'm not too fond of this position. I, I'm, I'm story number one for me. Machado has eligibility over here too, but Simeon, if I'm not taking story, it's going to be Simeon. All right. Uh, outfield's loaded, as it always is. 14-gamer, a lot of names that are kind of popping. Uh, Keon Roxon's really cheap out there. Uh, batting six for Baltimore, for what it's worth. Kind of most guys I did not anticipate. Uh, Desim, we're presuming, is going to lead off for Colorado. We don't have a lineup just yet. Maybe they're kind of getting wording on, uh, on Blackman, who's hurt right now. So he's probably not going to start. Kind of stay tuned on that one, obviously. Uh, where are you looking at in the outfield? Is it overwhelming? Have you, have you, got, you have like a pool that you're looking at? You've got a roster of three of these dudes. Who's, uh, who's popping for you? Yo, there's so many names in outfield on nights like this. It's just hard to navigate through. But I'll give you one name that I was I was looking at today that I think is a, a really solid option. And I just mentioned going from San Diego to Toronto, Framil Reyes is definitely on my radar here. I think he's been exceptional this year. Now he gets to upgrade in part. Certainly not scared of this pitcher. Reyes is at 4.4K, I think, uh, is the going to be the most pro- – has the best chance of being the most productive outfielder under 5K. So I like him quite a bit. I'm going to stay under 5K because you don't need to know about the, the big studs up top. Uh, same same game, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro solid. Ozuna, we've mentioned the uh, the weather out there. Let me dig down here and see if I can find a really cheap. No more Mazzara is less than 4K, 3.9K. So if we're going to fill our outfielders with less than 4K guys, Mazzara would be on my radar. Uh you know, the other day he hit a home run, and Tuttle had told me on the show, this guy might, this, this guy's got a good chance to hit a home run, and he did. Jorge Soler, he's just good for every once in a while a one-off home run. So you never know. He's really cheap. If you're looking for a cheap guy, you can go there. He called him Jorge Soler. Is that what are you sure that's what he called him? Probably Soler. <laughs> it's like solar power, man. He needs solar power. My <laughs> apologies. There's a bad pun there someplace where he's definitely a what about Dexter Fowler leading off? Uh, lefty there. Oh, a little, a little uh, lineup boost. We always like that for some value in DFS. I agree. Uh, let's see if anything else kind of pops as far as the outfielders. Again, there's just so many options out there. It's hard to put it all down. Uh, Trout, as always, is a great play. I think he's a – I don't want to say sneaky, but I think he's going to be kind of lost in this whole Coors deal. But Smiley is not something we're afraid of. He can definitely, you know, uh, bang out a couple of dongs off of him. Uh, don't mind Boo Boo Mancini. you got to pay for it for sure, but he's got plenty of pop. He is pricey. 
but don't mind him in tournaments. Can't really get there in cash games. Who's your favorite cheap outfielder? Uh, by cheap, you mean less than 4K? Sure. Well, that was that was uh, Mazzara. I did some tinkering here with my microphone, and, you know, I was trying to figure – I'm in the office today. I'm not sure if you noticed here, Chopper, but uh, – and I thought – I had the cough, and I thought I was trying to figure out what the cough button was the other day, and D-Train figured it out, for being honest. And then I thought I was pushing it, but it turns out I wasn't pushing the cough button. I was tuning the, the microphone up and down. And I may be too low, low Alan. My bad. I apologize for that. So uh, that, that, that's a good callback to, uh, you know, the technology conversation we had earlier. Wait a minute. <laughs> Physically yeah. lowered the microphone? Well, like there's a, a dial. Like you can kind of turn it up and turn it down. Do I sound lower to you or no? I, I didn't notice until you said anything, but I can actually see your microphone in the corner of the screen. Oh, it's actually in the picture? <laughs> oh, man. Is, Along with a 360 shot in this room, you can actually see D Train. He's lurking to my right. He's actually fixing this for me because I'm a. I'm in about you messing with the microphone. When I say he's multitasking, I'm not joking. I'm for real. I literally mean the dude multitasks. He's, he's working on the. He's uh, knocking out the, the chats over there at the YouTube and he's uh, all over with fixing my mic. Hopefully, we're good to go. There are some questions that's starting to load up here in the chat. We want to knock out as many as possible, Chopper, before he steps out and get out of here. And again, the multitasking D Train, he's going to do the screen share for us also. What are we going to show here, Chop? Do you want to show the lineup HQ? What, what do you want to talk about for a few minutes? Dean, uh, I'm dealer's choice. You, you do what you got to do. <laughs> I, I, don't, I mean, I've been looking at a lineup HQ, so I, I'm on that. So you, I want you so to do So why? But this is not, yeah, this is, the, we're doing a show. It's we're just two of us aren't having Everybody a Everybody knows what lineup HQ looks like. Give them something that you use on a daily basis and that uh, you find to be, do you, what do you use in plate IQ? What's, what's your favorite thing about plate IQ? Uh, I mean, K percentage, walk percentage, WOBA, ISO, all that. Pull, and up, the- pull, pull up. Let's pull up the Colorado hitters and see if we can find some accessories to our stack that are going to be maybe a little bit off the radar that Plate IQ directs us to. We don't have an official lineup for what it's worth, but yeah, as far as Colorado, we're suspecting that Desmond's going to lead off, not a truly lead off hitter, but again, Blackman, we think is going to be out of the lineup. And uh, it, it's dummy proof, Chopper. Like, green is good. Green is good. And look at all that green when it comes to the isolated power, when it comes to the weighted on-base average. Now, some of these guys strike out probably a bit too much, but Means is not exactly demonstrated the guy that's going to strike anybody out. And, of course, we know uh, Coors suppresses Ks, too. Uh, and I don't – this is – we also have uh, – if you look at how lucky Means has been, a uh, small sample, 43 innings this season. He's uh, got a BABIP of 234 batting average on balls in play. That's just not going to fly. That's not going to happen in Coors Field. That's the reason why he's got a 268 ERA, but a 464 Sierra – a 5.08 xFIP. Uh, he's got a 10.9% home run the fly ball rate. That's going to spike up as well too, especially pitching in cores and pitching in Baltimore. Uh, the regression monster is coming for one uh, for one John Deans, and I think it comes tonight. Yo, he's going to get rocked tonight. I mean, he just there's no way he escapes Coors Field without a lot of damage. So, yeah, it's just a matter of piecing these guys together that are. Uh, maybe not on somebody's radar. Everybody knows about Arenado and Story, but we're going to have to find some other guys, and I think we can do it. Yeah, I mean, if Desmond leads off, I'm interested for sure. Uh, I'm not afraid of the lefty-lefty stuff because I don't know how long means last, and it's not just means, but that bullpen's pretty terrible too. And, you know, another thing you can look at as far as plate IQ is you can get the bullpen. You can extend it, extend it out. Uh, bullpen, if you're leading by five runs, if you're trailing by five runs, let's say they're trailing by five runs, and now you're going to get – this is the collection of guys that are going to be coming in uh, for the bullpen, and, you know, 18.9%, uh, you know, actually, they haven't been as, well, 
as far as these numbers in, okay, yeah, 348 weighted on base average versus righties. That is brutal. That's not good. And I said 164 is not particularly good either. They're not striking anybody out. Again, course field does suppress K's. Just one more thing. You can look at the premium reports. You can dig in as well. Uh, as far as the positives and the negatives, you can do it by player, do it by pitcher. There's so much stuff on the Flight IQ. I think it's the greatest tool we have. Uh, we focus on it. We talk about it a lot. But I think that's the one I use the most. So uh, that's the one I talk about. Is that where you're at as well, too? Or is there something that I'm missing? No, that's the, uh, that's the core of it. And that's, that's the thing I pull up every Friday, Dean. Wait, only once a week you look at it? <laughs> That's, that's what I play baseball just once a week. You got to, you got to pace yourself in this. We got a long summer dealing with baseball. You got to pace yourself. We got some uh, questions here in the chat. Uh, Austin Riley question mark. You know, he's I don't been, know. He's been I, don't awesome. know. I don't know about that one. Dean. Uh, he's been great. I, I, my concern at Riley is my bats are precious and there's a really decent chance, especially if Atlanta's ahead, he's going to lose his, uh, he's going to lose his last at bat. Well, you know, we, we saw him playing third one day when that was with Donaldson. Uh, wasn't the lineup, but today Donaldson's in there, so I presume he's playing the outfield once again. And he's not a great outfielder; he's kind of learning on the fly. He could get like you know taken out for defensive purposes by Culberson. Yeah, he can hit a home run in the first thing; it doesn't matter. I prefer lefties against Nicholas, but I don't mind. I'm not going to discourage the rostering of Riley. Um, let's see. Uh, do you think Canning is a good play tonight? He was uh, an interesting name when I was looking at it earlier. It's the, the numbers all around are respectable but I probably just couldn't do it. he's just probably in that range of price tag just high enough that I would just rather spend a little bit extra money and get a get a stud player in there so no not really on my radar but the numbers say he's okay do you like Reddick as a salary saver like uh, what? There, there's no way I'm rostering Reddick against no, there's no chance like goofy things can happen and it's baseball and yada 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 but like if he hits a homework and he's like 1% on. Good for you. Congratulations. But I'm there are really good plays on a 14 game slate that are be less than 10% on. I just, it's just not necessary. Correct? Even if you need to save salary, then just go ahead and punt it with a total dud if you're going to do that. Why spend anything extra on a Reddick who's probably going to get you zero points tonight? YouTube wants to know if you have any interest in rostering Hoffman. I don't. No. <laughs> Favorite cast starting pitcher for Fandle? I. I think uh, I think it's either Ray or Syndergaard. For me, it's Robbie Ray, but you know, if you want it to be super super safe, you go Syndergaard. But Robbie Ray's cheap enough on Fanduel that it's Robbie Ray for me. It's a big enough of a discount where the conversation is worth having, and I'm not sure we're going to land at that. But that, that that's kind of where my head is right now. Uh, any interest in uh, Profar? Not somebody I really consider, to be honest. I haven't really looked too much into him, but. I don't mind. I don't mind this, that stack in general. So sure, why not? Um, for what it's worth, LeBlanc historically for his career is kind of reverse splitsy when it comes to giving up homers. A little bit more let homers to lefties as opposed to righties. So uh, he gives up plenty to both. He doesn't discriminate. But just kind of throwing it out there, you can definitely roster a guy like Matt Olson. He can definitely go yard there. Uh, with no James McCann, does Barrios move up to the number one spot for starting pitcher? Yo, I'm not really basing my number one starting pitcher on James McCann's absence from the lineup, but I mean, maybe it helps. I know what this is, Chop. I don't mean to interrupt you, but I know what this is. Uh, I was looking at the BBP as far as, you know, or these pitchers. And Barrios is actually really good against Chicago historically. You know, they they see each other a lot, but I believe the one guy that got him was McCann for whatever. Oh, well, yeah, it moves moves him up to number one for me. I'm team BBP. I know you're joking, and I don't agree with this either, but that, that's where the question came from. 
Uh, McCann in his career, five for 11 with, with two dongs and two doubles. Oh, those are some sweet numbers. And if you throw them out, the rest of the team is horrendous. Horrendous against Barrios. Uh, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that's not dictating my decision. I like Barrios as is for what it's worth. Uh, did I notice that Pierce standing yesterday and kept smashing? I did, and I didn't have enough of them. He's like, I, did, I had him like one side, but not the others, and I was not happy about it. Uh, do we know who the primary pitcher tonight is for the Yankees? We do. Um, at least I had it written down. Do you know it's what it somebody is? I've never heard of before. Cortez or something like that. Uh, geez. Uh, is it, is it not Sessa? I know. I, yeah, man. I, no, I I, last I saw it was uh, Cortez. Okay, that might be it. I don't recall. But I do have it here, but just not on the fly, unfortunately. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, let's see. The bat apparently loved me. Oh, they're just, they're just trolling now. Uh, uh, Reddick, we already talked about uh, Soto versus Reyes. Reyes. Uh, so wait, Posey and Belt are not in the lineup against Ray. That's interesting. Well, Belt. You oh know, man, that's that's really interesting. I, I thought Pose. I thought Posey would crack it. Obviously, he's not the guy he used to be, but uh, it's definitely a boost for Ray to face Stephen Vogt as opposed to Posey. Uh, that lineup for the Giants is is just gross. It's really bad. Uh, you know, panic at the top. Dean, we got one minute. Dean, Dean, one minute. Okay. Well, all right. Do you have a question? You want to? Well, what's on your mind, Chopper? I'm, I'm still. No, Dean. I'm just. I'm just giving. I'm just informing you. One minute. The one minute warning. I appreciate. I don't want it. you to go overboard. Devin does not like it. He gets very upset. He he, he likes to multitask, but like part of his tasks are, are prepping for crunch time for sure. And we do go over every once in a while. Uh, second baseman for cash or for tournament? Who's your favorite to? Cash game, second base? For, for both, it's Odor. He's cheap enough to play in cash and explosive enough to roster in the tournament. Uh, any interest in Bader? He's, yeah. Uh, he's, I mean, I like, I like the stack in general, but he wasn't one of the guys popping off to me, but he's fine because the team is so highly projected. Yeah, I have that mental block, and I want to I lefty against Fulty as well, and I have that mental block of, of rostering, uh, I mean, the worst possible spot to be in the lineup, eighth at home right in front of the pitcher of the National League. But like he still has some pop, I suppose. I just I have a hard time getting excited about it. But whatever, it's a tournament play. I'm not going to completely discourage it. Uh, anything else in the chat for us to talk about before we step aside and get out of here? We got to get out of here anyway, Chopper. Give me something good. Give me a hot take. You could tell me uh, who's is, is uh, Toronto going to finish Milwaukee off in the, uh, the weekend? Or I think they beat them. I think they beat them tomorrow. I think they get there, and I think Golden State, unbelievably enough, wins another title, but without Durant stepping foot on the court for the entire series. Durant's never going to play another game ever for the Warriors. That's it. That's it. Where's he go next year? I thought New York this whole time, but now I'm starting to lean towards the Clippers. Yeah, it's an interesting, interesting conversation we'll dig into. Just think uh, if he pairs up with Kawhi, that's going to be the team that, to beat next year. Yeah, Because Kawhi is absolutely off the charts, how, how, much impre- how much more impressive he is than I even remembered him being with San Antonio. He's renting right now, Kawhi, right? He's not staying in Toronto. It's just not happening, unfortunately. No, they just not no, not gonna happen. Chop, say goodbye. Good luck, guys. He's Chopper of Heads. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. Enjoy your baseball. Stay tuned for crunch time. We're out of here. Holler!